Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News, and a little different episode today. I am asking the question, Star Citizen, why should I play the game? This should be a great resource for you if you're asking the same question. If you're watching the past broadcast, I go live Monday through Friday with a talk show format just like this with the audience usually breaking down gaming news and star citizen recently passed 400 million in funding and released its 3.15 update with the 316 update slated to maybe land in december so i am leaning on the community in this segment video and broadcast to just say why should I play this game? There are people who say this game is a bit of a meme. Uh, they've broken promises. That you know, it'll never be what they've said it will. And there are also people on the other side that have said the reason that the funding has hit the level that it has is because people have enjoyed the game so much and seeing so much of it come to fruition. So if you have been playing this game and can recommend it, you can leave a comment below or make sure that you are here for those live stream discussions. And to those of you that are in the live audience, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here. I am very, very curious about this game. It has become a bit of, as I've said, it has become a bit of a meme uh, in the realm of uh, gaming. And the... The nature of crowdfunded games is still a bit of a touchy subject, given that they, you know, they don't necessarily uh, have to launch the game on a on a timely fashion. They can take their time. Uh, there have been some that have, I, I believe, that have not actually launched. And Star Citizen is in right now essentially a perpetual alpha. And we don't actually know if they have an idea, even even slightly, of uh, when they would think that the game, you know, would officially, quote-unquote, release. Star Citizen release date, still not really a thing. If you go to their website, you can buy a variety of packages. Uh, you can see their deliverable schedules. You can see all sorts of things that, if you're curious about the game. Now, they don't put everything under Star Citizen. It's under, like, Robert... Um, it's The website is actually pretty interesting. RobertSpaceIndustries.com is where they, uh, where they put everything. And I'll be honest, the game looks impressive from where I sit. I, and I watched some videos, I watched some footage that, you know, some people have done good coverage of the updates. You know, Star Citizen 3.15 just hit... Uh, very recently, about a week ago. Uh, today's poll, will this game ever release? Yeah, I am actually interested in what people think. So, Star Citizen uh, release. Um, does it need a full release for you to try it? Yes or no? Like, that's what I'm kind of curious about. Does it need a full release in order for you to try it? Right, or would you be willing to go headfirst into a game that is currently in a uh, perpetual alpha? I can fully dig the poster behind you now. Just watch all of Mando over the last week. It's so good, isn't it? It's very, very good. I was very pleased with how Mando turned out. The scale of the game and what you can do says Prozy. If you take a look at it and the scale, it uh, it's mind blowing. 
Um, it's nice. There's a lot of nice people. With any game, there can be toxic people, but usually people uh, meet up sometimes or just have fun to sum it up. Well, I want to hear from you guys. You wouldn't pay for an alpha, says Kareem. Okay. We're, we're hoping, we're sort of gambling here. We're hoping that star, people who have played Star Citizen will wander in here today and make their case. Uh, Creature had someone leave a comment on our video, so I can read that to you if you guys want some perspective of somebody who has played the game. What's good feed? I see you in the chat someone who has played the game he leaves a comment here that says I play Star Citizen and I totally agree on everything you said the reason though that we are now at 400 million and the crowd is cheering is because we have seen what RSI has been able to produce which is an absolutely beautiful alpha there are also extremely trans they are also extremely transparent as to the progress of the new patches they do this by having live stream sessions on Star Citizen live takes place every Thursday evening for free if you listen to those you will find that the deal uh, i'm sorry that the detail and authenticity that they and the community desires it's amazing that they have gotten as much as they have done in the time that they have done it star citizen will become something that the gaming community will have never heard experienced or seen before rsi i believe will invoke a new beautiful era of gaming So this was a comment left by somebody who plays the game and was sort of trying to give insight into why, you know, why exactly did they get to the 400 million funding that they have gotten to? You know, why is the game still to this day? Their initial goals were, I believe, 65 million, and that was achieved in November of like... I don't even know when. I mean, I think it was achieved in November of 2015, maybe. It was achieved quite a while ago. So I believe if you scroll down on the funding tracker on the Star Citizen website, it is it is very clear that they had very strong funding from the very uh, beginning. From the very beginning. You need to look into the tech of the game, says Fozimoto. Nothing is instanced. If you are 1.5 million kilometers away from a planet in space, that is exactly where you are and somebody theoretically can find you there. People also don't realize that they can jump in for as little as $35 uh, and spend another and never and never spend another dime and can begin making money, renting ships, getting into FPS combat, bounties, meeting new people, etc. So cheesy donuts saying for $35 you can jump in and experience. Now it is 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 my experience going to be hindered by spending less or is spending more merely a matter of vanity or shortcuts or, or things of that nature what's spending more money do for my experience does it simply sort of expand it or does, is there things that are literally behind paywalls doc crayon renewing their SNTR gaming membership tier one thank you so much for doing that Ratchet coming in with four months. Sorry about being a tier one, but Christmas time, so money is tight. I am double dipping now. Also, uh, what's going on with game voting requests? We had to put video game voting on 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 permanent hiatus. There's just no place for it now. Um, I was actually very hesitant to launch it for that reason. I was worried that it was going to be very difficult to maintain. So we have to readjust membership perks and benefits. Uh, Christina with eight months at a tier two says good morning. Thank you. We are thinking that Friday nights could be a great opportunity to cash in on benefits. 
um, with uh, community game nights, we were looking at the custom Halo maps, uh, matches, and things that we could do with you guys. Since Halo Infinite is uh, free, uh, we were we were thinking we were thinking that it would be a wonderful uh, a wonderful thing. The poll assumes that I would ever try it. No, the poll does not assume that. The poll merely asks the question. Um, does it need a full release for you to try it? And if you say no, you could also be saying, no, I'm never going to try it. I, I suppose it's, it's, it's difficult to encapsulate every viewpoint in a poll, but the more dichotomous the poll, the more interaction we tend to get. Six months from Sven. Thank you so much for half a year, Sven. Says, good morning. Thank you so much for being here and renewing. Uh, Cheesy Donut says, spending more money will get you better ships. There are different ship types like light fighters cargo explorers if you spend more you can get a ship that will haul more or be better in combat can i naturally earn that on my own it's not necessary at all to spend any more real money but if i want to get better ships for combat or for for cargo hauling can i do that on my own or or are you basically locked in like no you didn't spend enough money from the beginning proto says you can make money in game and buy most ships only few of the major expo ships. However, if you want the $1,000 ship package, you can buy it. Earning that $1,000 worth of ships uh, is timely. Um, wait, what? 6K? Somebody saying something about 6K? I didn't see that. My friend has ships, uh, and it should handle with six people. The scale of the game is huge, and this is why they delayed it this long. Yeah, they have some very expensive packages. That's why he was saying for as little as 35 bucks, you can jump in. You can rent them, yes, and then when you make enough, you can buy them. Okay, so there's no, there's no, there's nothing withheld from you, okay? There's nothing withheld from you dependent upon spending money. It's just a matter of earning it. Well, that's good. I was going to say, that would be obviously a little bit troubling to hear. Yeah, there are some very expensive uh, packages that you can buy. Will I be doing gameplay today? No, I would imagine that if you, if I'm convinced, if I get convinced by the community to play it, we would do it on, you know, like the next update, like when the 3.16 lands, we would probably try to time it with that because obviously we want to be, you know, checking the game out when it's at a, at, a, at least a, a rise in relevancy. It's a very relevant game. It's a very searched for game. People are talking about it all the time. The people that cover it tend to do very well on YouTube. So there are a very, there's a very interested community out there in Star Citizen coverage. I want to hear from the people that are playing it like... Why play this game? Like it's currently in an alpha. It's in a perpetual state of alpha with with transparent deliverables and over four hundred million in funding. So, is this comment where the guy said the reason it's over four hundred million in funding and the reason that people are cheering is because they have really proven themselves? Like, is that is that the the uh, the appropriate take? So if you're here this morning and you're new and you are a Star Citizen fan, hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. I would love to hear from you or obviously the rest of you. There are people here that are here regularly that are that are that are taking up for the game. There's no reason to own super expensive capital ships as Proto or multi crew ships unless you know exactly what you are doing. Otherwise, sticking to smaller ships and playstyle is key. Okay. Okay. I always thought this would be a game you'd be interested in, says Master Ty. The game, games of this scope, I understand why they are not released. Master Chef says, you can do basically anything. Want to be a pirate? Want to go mining? Uh, refine it and sell it into the city? 
you want to go sightseeing you want to get a bigger ship get around vehicle okay okay i got some questions then okay so this was something that i was current concerned about with no man's sky so star citizen gameplay does the freedom drown you in a sense of futility and non-direction does that make sense like if you don't actually give me a sense of direction do you is there a sense of futility in that is there a sense of like i don't even know what i'm supposed to do that's question one okay that's question one question two would be is it open open pvp if i run into some jerk with a better ship than mine can he can he obliterate me right and somebody who knows compare star citizen to eve online i believe eve online is purely ship um strategy management i don't think you can get out of the ship and walk around i don't think it's like as people are saying star citizen's more of an adult expanded version of no man's sky for those who have played is it similar to eve online yeah i don't think it's like eve online i think eve online is more of a strategy ship management game is it not um yes open pvp okay it's open pvp but then they earn a crime stat and they'll be hunted by other players it has a young story mode but the pvp is open okay sometimes that can be an issue you got to kind of pick what you want to do to make money if you're not a city space station you can get shot if you're not at a city or a space station you can get shot star citizen is a straight-up space sim yeah, Eve, I believe EVE Online is a very, very different type of game. EVE Online is spreadsheet manager. Yeah, you, like, have a ship and, like, you're managing it and strategizing and, like, uh... It's similar to Elite Dangerous if you've played that. I'm wondering if that's why people are getting confused. You're thinking that it's similar to EVE Online, but it's similar to Elite Dangerous. So I think people may be getting game titles confused. It is possible. Available on console or PC only. PC only, as far as I know, Gritter, because you you it's not in a storefront right now. You don't go to, like, the Epic Launcher or the Steam Launcher. You go to their website, pay a minimum of $35, and then you, like, download the game and play it. Like, you download an executable from their website. Fozzie said it's similar to Elite Dangerous. I tried Elite because I played the original many, many moons ago. Elite Dangerous is definitely the biggest comparison. Okay. Reckless says you need a beast of a rig. So is it not optimized in a way that you could run this on a more mid-range gaming rig? You need a very strong gaming rig. Is that an accurate statement that uh, that he's saying? Star Citizen is closer, more closer to Elite Dangerous than it is to EVE Online. There you go. Okay, so we're getting some consensus here on the similarities to Elite, but not i don't think from everything i've seen of 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 eve online it is not similar to eve online pc only and you need a hefty pc so we have two people saying that you need a hefty pc it's definitely not this game is so unoptimized sometimes says master chef okay i stopped playing because i'm waiting for a better rig says jmg okay you need a heck of a rig elite dangerous was very hard for me to fly says robert jones okay it's not optimized well at all. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't anticipate that, given that it is in a permanent state of alpha. Um, and uh, checking here to see if we have any coffee orders yet. Who's going to be the first coffee order of today? Actually, it was Oscar. Oscar ordered coffee this morning before we were even live, so thank you for that, Oscar. 
16 gig minimum of RAM dedicated. Gee, many Christmas. Yeah, I've got to get my old streaming rig back up and running. Well, not old, but the one that they fixed the water pump system in and then go and then go back to my beastly gaming rig. My wife's rig is nice, but it's not that nice. Um, doesn't Star Citizen have quite a complex economy where Elite doesn't? I don't know. The people in chat would have to answer that question can we define better rig 1080 and above oh i would imagine from what people are saying you would need a 2080 and above um from what they're saying real king salty says eve online you are a capsuleer who is placed into a ship which you control and fly around you can mine ore you can do pve or pvp combat run space dungeons and expeditions all while you are leveling skills which take real time to train to advanced levels some skills taking months to train star citizen seems more like a real life spaceman simulator right and you can't like get out of your ship in elite uh, i'm sorry eve online right it's you're basically in the ship i mean maybe you can get out of the ship at a space station or something but you don't do much outside of the ship in eve online do you just the scope of the game would suggest you need a monster rig says creature make that 2080 and above for more or less smooth experience yeah that's what i was assuming from every, what everybody is saying i can't imagine you playing this game on something lower Star Citizen gameplay, from my observation, seems very, very cool looking, but that would mean it's also then probably demanding of your system. Eve is only ship play. Right, okay, so I was correct in that. Elite Dangerous now has the ability to exit your ship and walk around on stations and on planets, even partaking in on foot battles. To be honest, I prefer Elite Dangerous over Star Citizen. Really? There's no first-person perspective in Eve. Okay. So you can't do it. You pull up some video. Um, yeah, I've got I've got one right here. So here's your here here's a trailer. Um, just for you know the 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 three one five the thing that they just did deadly consequences just to give you some some graphical representation here of stuff that you could do. Uh, he's got his rifle. You can see you know he's that guy was floating. Um, so here here's a good idea of what graphics would look like perspective of. You got hospitals and medical gameplay being added to the game. Um, we don't want to have we don't want Hilly to be in this part of the game here, helping people heal and recover. So now we've got some combat that they're showing off. Um, oh, he helps his buddy there. Interesting. So here he's here he is out in the open world. So yeah, again, this is why people are saying you know more of like an adult uh, No Man's Sky. You can see there there was there's loot, there's looting aspects physicalized inventory there you go fixing his suit up new mission types (laughs) excuse me attack mission types defend mission types and new ships have been added you can see you can see why uh why the game's appealing um you know graphically graphically impressive and uh it seems like it seems like a massive amount of freedom you know he was mining that dude. Was he mining him? <laughs> There's deadly consequences. Playable now. There you go. There you go. So, I, you know, that's obviously a very, very quick sample. Check out the Daymar Rally. It's a big Star Citizen community event. My problem with Elite Dangerous is you can't walk directly into your ship and there aren't ship interiors. Uh, there's just loading screens. Okay, okay. Here's hoping it actually complete in 2077. There you go. 
I started playing Star Citizen a year ago. I stopped after a few months because I obviously needed a new rig. Waiting now to upgrade so I can get back into it. You can have ships that can transport your friends and their ships. That's a reasonable stance as Master, she- uh, Master Chef. But the devs said they will be working to put ship interiors after the official. Okay, you guys are talking about Elite Dangerous. Great, spend 50 hours doing something and boom, somebody nukes you. That's always my concern with a game like this. So if Star Citizen gameplay can can turn a sharp corner like that and you're suddenly getting attacked by somebody, I'm never a real big fan of that. It's like it's like the argument people use for Sea of Thieves. Well, it's a pirate game. Yeah, well, before it's a pirate game, it's a video game. Like, I don't want to have that experience. I'm not looking to be... If, unless it's like a Souls game, obviously, because that's laden with a psychological battle of getting irritated. But typically when I play a game like No Man's Sky, Sea of Thieves, or if I were to check out Star Citizen, I, I don't want to be, to be messed with. I don't want to be irritated. That's not why I'm playing the game. One thing that's great about Elite Dangerous is that you aren't forced into PvP areas. The game has online play, solo play, and private servers. Pirating is a thing, a big thing. Yeah, that's an immediate turnoff for me. That's that Sea of Thieves thing. I'm like, I don't want to play your game then. Like, I'm not writing Star Citizen off, but do you hear where I'm coming from? It's like, I don't want to play Sea of Thieves for that reason. It is a fun, extremely satisfying game. I had my living room set up with two televisions so my wife and I could play together. And after one play session, I was like, no, I'm not playing this. This is not enjoyable. It ruined my evening. I was grumpy and frustrated and we threw two hours away. It's like, I I don't, I don't, that's not why I don't play video games so that someone else can, can mess with me. I don't like that. You're not getting attacked like that. The universe is huge. Player piracy is exceedingly rare. I've been tanked maybe three times in two years. You rarely get attacked by players unless you get a bounty on your head from doing pirate work. Okay, let me ask you this then. Okay, so you've established a standard that Star Citizen, the gameplay is not commonly dealing in, you know, piracy and getting attacked. Okay, great. So it's low low frequency I'll take that because it certainly isn't low frequency in Sea of Thieves second question then would be what are the consequences of someone blowing you up or defeating you is it dire is it devastating or is it manageable like okay I lost a percentage of my cargo and money I you know you buy insurance so you, you actually have ship insurance. Okay, this is getting real life here. This is getting pretty IRL all of a sudden. So Star Citizen insurance. Uh, there is actual insurance that you buy. So if you get attacked, you get a check from an insurance company. Now, are they going to come and like inspect the fight <laughs> to make sure it wasn't my fault? I checked out the update this morning for Sea of Thieves, and I love it. But my main gripe is you can only take up to five maps per day in the player qu- from the player quest board. Storage crate change is amazing, though. I wasn't aware there was a storage crate change. To attack another player gives you a crime stat. So to get attacked by another player, either they need to be a criminal or you do. Got it. Okay, okay. It's time that you lose. Setbacks, if anything... Okay, slaps on the rights and sometimes a few hours of wasted time. Okay, okay. So it, it is. It's a time sink thing. You, you lose some of the time. 
There's jail time, there's player-issued bounties, there's lots of ways they dissuade piracy, but if someone wants to pirate, they will pirate. You learn to run while hauling cargo. Okay, got it. Can I be a claims adjuster? <laughs> yeah, that it sounds like to me that the real money in Star Citizen is either selling the insurance or working for the insurance company. I mean, I'm, I'm just speculating here, but that seems like that's where the money would be. You don't lose your ship permanently. Okay. If your ship hasn't been serviced by the official dealer, I bet the insurance company will bounce your check. <laughs> yeah, that's another question, Zybersword. I want to open up my own insurance company in Star Citizen gameplay. That's what I want, you know? Breaking Star Citizen news. You can now open up your own insurance company. Okay, that's where the money is. You know what I mean? You can also hire other players to guard you as you haul. Really? So I can be like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to pay you. <laughs> I'm going to hire my own brute squad. <clears throat> Listen, I need a presidential escort, okay? I'm taking this stuff and I you know, I got to get across. What's your rate, you know? Is it worth it? Do you is it worth it to buy uh, you know, some henchmen, some bodyguards, as it were. Is it? Is it? You do that, really? So wait a minute. 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 Can you? Okay, I'm actually getting a little interested now. <clears throat> so can that be your primary way of making money? You're like, I want to be a brute. I want to be a brute squad. I want to offer my services to people to keep them safe. <laughs> like. Can I go in and start my own security security company, you know? Here at Star Citizen Securities, we're going to keep you secure as you fly through. All of our all of our employees have been checked for infestations as well as piracy. <laughs> They're all trustworthy. Sometimes if you have a large ship with millions of money invested, then yeah, that can be useful. You'll barely ever get attacked, says Cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are saying it's pretty rare. Uh, I'll have a band of pirates bringing me more business. You can run out of fuel in Elite, but if you go to Reddit or the forums, you can hire people to come and help you. Well, that's external to the game, though. That doesn't sound ideal. You can 100% make make your own company. Security between players and orgs is absolutely a thing you can do. Proto says, Scorpio, Scorpius is my ship of choice. I fly above their track and they pay me 10% of the haul and tips. It's really fun. That's what I'm saying. We can start our own SNTR security business and be like, all right, you come come over here and hire us. We'll uh, we'll take care of you. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get you where you want to go. You're now free to move about the universe. You know, that'd be our tagline. Hopefully Southwest doesn't come after us. That would be fun. I think the challenge with something like that is, is that if you're going to invest that level into a game like Star Citizen, you're going to have to put in a massive amount of time just a massive amount of time to, to make it to that point where you're you're essentially as somebody said you're basically role playing right if you're role playing my coffee is so hot this morning I can't drink it it's so annoying when it's like too hot to drink um rageous roast security that's right that's right <laughs> we'll roast up any any pirates that come near you that would yeah that could be our tagline um let's see here no 
I thought maybe some. We I got an email. I thought maybe somebody ordered some of the coffee. Guys, if you're new to the stream this morning, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, and consider hitting the like button. That helps me, my channel, and this video. We do a daily talk show Monday through Friday. We've actually been doing double feature shows every day, a show in the morning and in the afternoon. Afternoons is usually relegated to gameplay, but there's not much to play right now. Kind of taking a break from feeling the need to dive into gameplay every day. People seem to be enjoying having two talk shows every day, so we will be talking about Titanfall 3 later this afternoon. That'll be the bulk of our show. What are you doing, little miss? What are you doing? What? I can't... Oh. What do you need to talk to me about? Oh, no. But ma- It looks like Mama made you a shake. Is it good? Well, you don't know that because by the middle of the day, it might not hurt anymore. It might, it might go down. It might, or it might be less severe. Have you tried biting anything? Oh, hurts pretty bad. Okay. Well, what? Okay, well, what I know about that kind of pain is that it'll eventually go away, but I don't know when, okay? Go on. Bye-bye. You'll be all right. You thought you weren't going to be able to eat the first night, and you were eating the yesterday like a champion. So, you've been a brave little warrior, and I'm proud of you, but you'll you'll get through it. It might, it might just hurt for today, all right? All right, go on. Go on. I'm serious. You got to go. No, 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 no. You, you can't come into the camera frame, cootie. Go on. Just because your mouth is in pain doesn't mean there won't be consequences for disobedience. Thank you. Did you shut? You guys shut my door. Oh, you rude. She was like halfway across the room. I was like, you got to close my door. She's like real far away. She's like, nope. <laughs> oh, man. I'll get her. I'll get her later for that. She's getting. She'll get tickled for that one. Grounded for life. Yeah. So if she's got a palate. So for those of you who don't know, I have I have two kids, an eight year old and a six year old, and my daughter is eight, and she's getting her palate expanded on the top, which is not an enjoyable experience, and uh, it's hard to eat, and you twist it, and I, uh, my wife has to do that. Um, I can handle like you know puke and blood, but bones and that kind of. T- teeth stuff um, but I've been good to pull the teeth that's not been bothersome for me and uh, she was she was having a rough night last night I felt really bad for her she woke up and it was hurting then she woke up and she wears this thing on it at night and it was twisted she's, she's having a rough go that was one of the reasons I was a little bit late today so she uh, yeah your parents had to turn it every night yeah so she's having trouble eating today so that's what that little interruption was about she's having a shake <laughs> I was like, it'll, it's gonna, you know, it'll hurt, it'll hurt, um, but hopefully it doesn't hurt all day. Um, for those of you that don't know, for those of you that don't know, we, um, we will be doing the continuation of the Say No to Rage story today. We will be continuing that, and Madam will be joining me for the AMA. We didn't like super, super big time promote that, uh, but. 
she will be joining me, so I've got the mic set up and everything. She'll be she'll be off screen to give you uh, her thoughts. Don't let her eat taffy. No, yeah, no. We we know not to like give her like sticky stuff and all that. So let's check the let's check the poll results. If you're new and just tuning in, and you're a fan of Star Citizen, I'm asking the question: Star Citizen, why play? You know, 2021, why play the game? It's come so far. It's got crazy funding. And the poll is asking the question, Star Citizen release, does it need a full release for you to try it? 62% saying yes, 38% saying no. So go ahead and take the poll at the top of the chat. Star Citizen release date is still a big giant unknown. It's essentially in a perpetual alpha. They have over $400 million in funding secured. Someone left a comment this morning on another one of my channels where we put the short updates. And... um he said that the funding and the positivity has come from the fact that they've basically done proof of concept. Like, the game is good, their transparency is good, they do a weekly show. Um, so, yeah. Uh, give her the chair and cam, you sit off screen. No, she doesn't want to be on cam. Sorry to hear about your little one. I have almost uh, all my teeth blown out in 06. Uh, the pain was intense. Ooh, golly, no. Uh, yo, it's good, Hellfire. Uh, appreciate you. Good to see you. Mm-mm-mm. This launches in one hour. Let's go. What is it? Your tale as a legendary... Oh, the dragon riding game. Yeah, I'm not interested. Um, so, so the comment I thought was really, really good on Star Citizen. He said, listen, he said, the reason that we are now at 400 million and the crowd is cheering is because we have seen what RSI has been able to produce, which is an absolutely beautiful alpha. Now, we've also heard from people in the chat that the Star Citizen <clears throat> the Star Citizen Alpha gameplay is not very optimized so you do need a very hefty computer uh, to, to, to to play it but the people that have been playing it are, are, are giving it a, a pretty a pretty strong thumbs up with with some caveats about you know the need for your PC to be incredibly strong um, you swear dentists must have been medieval torturers well thankfully the, 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 or, the science around orthodontist work has gotten actually fairly advanced so they do stuff now when they're younger and it'll help out when they're older so you know we're, we're actually pretty thrilled about that you have to go into Star Citizen understanding it is an alpha any higher expectations and you may be annoyed the game is beautiful and fun but there are lots of bugs and random crashes it's, super, it's CPU intensive really Coffee order is in the UK. Oh, the coffee order actually got across the ocean. Finally, finally. For those of you that don't know, uh, we have our own coffee. And this is not you buying it from some company where I get a kickback. We got a dark roast and we have a light roast. It is a uh, it's a balanced acidity coffee, so it's very drinkable. The balanced acidity is something that we were very intentional about. Even when we went up to the dark roast, I had different samples sent to me. It's medium bodied with honey undertones and a smooth finish. And then, the, and then the dark roast is full bodied and then we have our holiday so get your coffee orders in see who can be the second coffee order of the day Oscar already ordered some the Frickmas blend is going fast and it seems to be the favorite it's the holiday blend that's only here uh, for you know until it's out basically we're not going to continue to re-up that one like we do the others but we say Merry Frickmas here as something fun that we do every year like I may be doing a Frickmas special I think we're not really sure where we're going to house that but 
Um, we named the coffee after that. So the Frickmas blend is our holiday blend. So if you want to support the channel directly, there's a variety of ways of doing it. The shirt I'm wearing is from 80s Tees. They got a great holiday collection. Those are disc plates. We are partnered with them. So there is a shirt command and uh, a display command. There's a coffee command. There's links below. If you're doing any of your holiday shopping on Amazon, you can use the Amazon command or the Amazon affiliate link in the description below. You just click on that link and then anything you order uh, is is going to is gonna support me. They, uh, they have a nice affiliate program over there at Amazon. And handful of new subs today. Thank you for the new subs. Subbing to the channel is totally free, uh, but you can click the join button if you want to become a paying member. That supports me and the channel and my family directly. And it gets you a badge, it gets you emotes, and it gets you increased access in our Discord. Um, <clears throat> so Timothy says they have three devs, this is Star Citizen, working on Gen 12 Renderer, which will optimize the game by a lot in the near future, hopefully. So Star Citizen optimization should improve soon if this is something that they can pull off. That's always going to be your biggest challenge when you make a game like this. Uh, Solar Ash, do you know when the AMA will start? Really want to try to carve out time to listen in. It'll probably be around 3.30. I think we're going to try to slate this um, we're going to start the episode of Say No to Rage Story a little earlier today, which means we'll cut the talk show over here a little bit short and that's fine. It's a 50 minute episode. It's pretty long. Going through the actual quote unquote night of the cancel, it was not, it's not quick. I got a lot that I got to say. And so it's like a 50-minute episode. So I want to start a little bit earlier. I'm probably going to have creatures schedule it as like, you know, 20, 20 to 3. So that at 3.30, it's over. And then we can jump into AMA. So it'll probably be around 3.30 Eastern time over on SNTR Presents. Alarian says, I think the point of Star Citizen being an alpha is where there is a significant rub. Having a shop boasting multi-thousand dollar purchases that is just an alpha is going to be rough. Um, it's going to be rough is ludicrous to me. Here's okay. I, I don't think what you're saying is unfair, Alarian, but here's why I don't necessarily think it's as applicable as you might, you might make it. I don't think it applies here for a variety of reasons. Number one, star citizens development transparency is is well in hand you go to that website you know exactly what they're working on exactly when it will land i mean that level of like here's when deliverables will land here's how like the actual broken out details of all of them okay so it's not as if you're buying it and you're ignorant to what is going on they're not sucker punching you after the fact You know, going in, you're buying access to an alpha. You know that they're consistently adding, updating, and changing things. It's not as if they're selling this in the Steam storefront with a bunch of DLC tacked on, and then you buy it and find out after you've purchased it that, what is this? This is an alpha. This isn't even a complete game. You have to go to their site and buy it from them. So I don't necessarily know if I can apply what you're saying. I don't think it's unreasonable to be like, it's an alpha and you're selling like $1,000 packs to get into your game? That seems ridiculous. Well, I mean, is it though? Because the market is determining whether or not that's an acceptable thing to do. The issue is delivering a product. There have been many uh, hit times missed on development, so there's a lack of trust for outsiders like me. 
And I think that's fair. It's a unique scenario for sure. It is odd to say, hey, come and spend this money. Now, my pushback a little bit on what you're saying is that clearly those very expensive packages are not for the average consumer. They would be for somebody who is extremely invested, educated, and bought in as a loyalist. You can spend $35 and you're in. I think that's 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 a reasonable entrance point, okay? It's not that much. Yeah, 35 bucks is almost half the cost of a full game. It's a little bit more than the cost of a full game. You're paying half of that for, you know, a pretty, from where I sit, pretty expansive game, pretty large game with tons of freedom and hours to pour into it. So this being an alpha, I, I the, the, taking issue with those high-priced items... I don't have an issue with that because I don't imagine some random person off the street being like, oh, this game looks great. Here's a thousand dollars. Only certain people spend money like that. I mean, I think about the metaverse and the NFTs buying those ships are like a hobby for people. That's right. For what Star Citizen gives you, it's a pretty cheap game. Yeah, the Star Citizen gameplay from my external observation is is reasonably priced I, I get the idea of like i'm spending money to play an alpha well yeah you know it, it's it's a it's a product that think of it this way imagine you spend 35 dollars today to play star citizen doesn't quite hit you where you want 100 hours or so it maybe it's too rough around the edges for your palate you're like i don't really want to play an alpha okay if in two years they launched the genuine article and this thing has gone through iteration and update and quality of life improvement if the rendering gets to be optimized as somebody suggested you're $35 eh, that's that's not bad right <laughs> that's that's not bad i mean that was like uh, my mom giving my dad grief about she wanted to buy stock in a company that like it was yahoo or google or somebody she was like, yeah, I wanted to buy stock all the way back then. Like, you're kind of doing that, right? They offer a 30-day refund. Oh, well, then this is a pointless conversation then. If you get a 30-day refund, then, I mean, come on. Star Citizen's being kickstarted with the ships they sell. That's the easiest way to look at it. But they already have the Kickstarter funding, so I don't think that's the appropriate way to look at the purchasing of the ships. If they added true PvE and, like, a raid or something, it would be an industry-changing game. Haven't people paid more than that to play Battlefield 2042, and that's def- definitely an alpha state? That's that's a that's a well-made point. That doesn't justify like if you take if you take an issue with people selling access to an alpha, Battlefield being in a crappy state doesn't necessarily land on the discussion. I understand the comparison you're making, and I don't think you're wrong. I do think that Battlefield is embarrassingly bad for the entrance fee, especially if that game was free then I think people could be like, holy crap, what did you guys do? I guess we'll play because it's free and we'll help you make it better. But people paid anyway from anywhere from 80 to to $100 you know, to get into Battlefield, and it's atrocious. Is the ground combat still a thing? Yeah, yeah. They show that in the recent video. We, we, uh, we watched this video here. They've got this recent, um, uh, you know, recent trailer that for their 3.15. And they show ground combat in this, shooting, and there's attacking and defending and all of that. There are, there are missions you can go on here. We'll give you a restart on the video here so you can see some Star Citizen gameplay. 
People should know what they are buying into up front. So many, uh, so many warnings. The fact, uh, facts. I'm mad. I spent the Battlefield money thinking it was a full release. Yeah, I mean, to 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 that point. To that point. Star Citizen is selling an alpha, and they tell you it's an alpha, right? Love the Deadpool shirt. No green screen does wonders. It really does. Like they're telling you, you're buying into an alpha, okay? And the 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 battlefield situation they charged full price for something that essentially is an alpha and I so I think Ferryman's point it's like it doesn't really negate what Alarian was saying Alarian's like I just don't like the idea like philosophically or ideologically I don't like the idea of selling access to an alpha okay that's fine and 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 the battlefield's current crap status doesn't necessarily land on that 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 ideology or that philosophy it doesn't really it's not a refutation point of that idea the game was originally set to release in 2015 and it's 2021 still an alpha and still collecting money no wonder people think this game is vaporware but again horrifics your point makes sense from the outside but the response I got on my video, I think this quote is incredibly important. This guy says, The reason that we are now at 400 million and the crowd is cheering is because we have seen what RSI has been able to produce, which is an absolutely beautiful alpha. So the reason that the money is where it is, the reason the support is where it is, is because they've delivered, in a sense, proof of concept. They've delivered. So, at a categorical level, I understand being like, it seems absurd six years in, it's still an alpha and people are still funding it. But, let me give you another way of looking at this. I tried to address this yesterday. Was it yesterday? I don't know if it was yesterday. Let me see if my coffee's at a drinkable temperature. Okay, it's there. Alright. Think of it from this perspective. So, Star Citizen Gameplay in its current state, Star Citizen Alpha gameplay, in its current state, okay, is essentially a part of the development process and you can be, if you want, a part of that symbiosis. Community comes in, provides the feedback, plays the game, invests in the game, both with money and don't discount if you invest 150 to 200 hours in a game like this, don't discount how much of an investment that is, okay, that's a significant investment in the game because they can analyze all of that and you can you know you you can see like okay this is what players are going to do okay now the reason it's dangerous to look at it in the way that MJ talks just summarized 400 million Lono for funding a lot alpha alright it's a lot of funding for an alpha okay but the problem is that would be like going to a skyscraper that is in its earliest stages of building and being like, I can't believe we've spent $400 million on a one-story building. And they would say, we're not done yet. The $400 million is certainly a large number, and when you compare that large number to the current the current place that the project is in, it would seem a little absurd. But, you have to imagine that your premise shatters over time. 
your premise that that's so much money for an alpha well are you going to say that in three years when the full game releases or four or five years when the full game releases and it's it's insane and the quality is great and the community you know helped hone certain elements of the the gameplay and the balance and the content loop right so the idea that you're it's 400 million for an alpha the reason it's absurd is because it's not done yet it would be fine for you to have your position if they were like here's the game we're done then you'd be well within your right to be like 400 million for this you are being incorporated into the development cycle right feels weird to say that after basically 10 years i can compare that to where the project is especially after 10 years okay let me push back on what wheezy is saying the 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 dilemma the developers are facing is that the technology advances at a rate faster than they can develop a game of this size look at cyberpunk as an example okay they tried to catch up with the technology and they ended up scope creeping their game and it's unplayable on old consoles why technology advanced faster than they were able to develop a game so if the idea that a game like this is going to be created over a period of 10 years or longer why is that absurd to you you have to make the case that that's absurd or out of step why everything we have seen is that really good well-rounded games take four to five years to develop okay that's not what this game is this is not just some other game this isn't ratchet and clank or spider-man okay this is an expansive genre breaking game it's supposed to be basically like no man's sky for adults like a genuine space simulator star citizen is not just some first part it's not god of war okay and something at the quality of god of war and horizon forbidden west takes five years to build this game from where i sit would be on a 10 to 15 year development cycle maybe longer we're entering into a new era of gaming so you can't apply old school schema and philosophy of expectations of development cycles and budgets to a game that is apparently attempting to be a pioneer game you can't apply that reasoning to it at what point is time and money enough to just say enough is enough if five years from now it's 600 million dollars and still an alpha at what point can you say this is getting ridiculous but you're acting as if the term alpha is a determiner of all value like would we say that Fortnite is still a beta with a serious look on our face no no we wouldn't we wouldn't say that the game will be developed until it's dying day i believe that star citizen is the is the beginning of a new development philosophy and this will not be the last time that we have this discussion or look at a game like this this is a completely new concept the idea that the community funds it plays it and helps craft and refine it that's a brand new concept how many times have we played a game like destiny or new world or division and been like we're basically playing a beta 
and we say that with a smirk on our face, but it, we feel like we're playing an incomplete game that our feedback is going to help, you know, uh, refine, fix, whatever the game, okay? I believe Star Citizen, from the outside looking in, if I look at this scenario and I look at the, and I look at the, the video game industry over the last 10 years, and I try to come up with what I think is happening. I'm trying to diagnose what this is. This is a brand new concept for development. So you can't apply what your expectations and ideas about development cycles and deliverables and quality and budgets and timelines. You can't apply that to this game. It's not a new concept. It's a new concept that most, since they don't back unfinished projects... Flip the question, when are the consumers allowed to say the studio is not delivering a product? The game is in dev for a decade with no released product. At what point is that vaporware? You're not a consumer of the product, so what you're saying doesn't matter, Alarian. You're irrelevant in the discussion. I don't, I'm not saying that unkindly. I'm just being factual. Your input means nothing. You haven't funded or played the game. The people funding and playing the game are a refutation of your premise. Well, they're not a refutation of your premise. It's a question. Your question would would only... Like, your input doesn't matter. Now, if the community rallies and is angry and furious and they start, they start you, know, um, you know, asking for their money back or whatever, then... Th- then that then the game would be then the game would be belly up. If I go and spend thirty dollars on a ship, then what do you answer to that question? It doesn't matter if you've not played the game. You don't get to go spend thirty dollars and then demand something from them. That's not how the that's not how this interaction works. That you're creating an impetus that doesn't exist. Right now, you can spend $35 and play Star Citizen. And if you are dissatisfied with the product, you can ask for your money back within 30 days. Therefore, you have no claim on the company. You have no claim. You've played the game. Well, then did you get your money back and walk away? Because that's a consumer relationship that's healthy and fine and fair. If you give them $35 and you can't figure out whether or not you like the game in a 30-day period, then that's on you as the consumer. That's not on them. The idea that if they take too long to deliver what you determine is a complete product that would have been given to you at the value of $35, that you somehow have a claim on the company or you can be like, this is unreasonable or this is bad or whatever. Hasn't a product been delivered? People can play the game. Devs have delivered an MVP of the game, right? I think that's kind of what I'm trying to drive at. There is an MVP right now. A minimum viable product that you can buy for $35 is the minimum price to interact with. And if you find it unsatisfactory, you can get your money back. I don't see the flaw here. I don't see the, I don't see the harm. The market is determining the result. The devs aren't sitting here scamming people and tricking people into funding the game. They've delivered something that people can fund, support, and interact with. And if it was a total failure, if it was a total scam, if this thing was if this thing was DOA, then the market would bring that to bear. It's it's supporting it. Do you understand the point that I'm making?
You can, you can rest on your ideology and philosophy all you want. That's fine. As a consumer, you have every right to do that and to say, I'm not going to support an alpha. I'm not going to pay money for an alpha or play an alpha for an exorbitant number of hours. That's fine. It's your choice. There are consumers that are choosing the opposite, and you, you, you don't really have a say in the matter. What, are you going to stop this from happening? You, the market is supporting it. There is a section of the gaming market that is supporting Star Citizen. That's what I'm saying. The balls of a Destiny player claiming to not support unfinished incomplete projects kills me. (laughs) I can't respond quickly enough. You're talking or making a point. I'm 200 characters, so I'll just drop it. I disagree with the premise, that's all. You are well within your right to disagree with the premise, Alarian. You are. You can come out as a consumer and say... I disagree with the premise that a company can sell an alpha. They're selling something, and in your mind, I'm coming through you now. I'm arguing as a Larian. You are putting something on the market that is incomplete, and asking people for money for that incomplete product is wrong. Okay? That's your position. That's fine. That's fine. And the way that you bring about action, so positions are fine, actions are better, your action is... I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to play it, right? The challenge for you would be, maybe not the challenge for you individually, but the idea here is, is that the market is supporting it. When you pledge for a concept ship, are you buying the ship or are you getting the ship as a reward for the support, except that you get to choose what you get? As far as I know, you're buying like an entrance package into the game and you get that ship. And if you are unhappy with the game, you have a 30-day return policy. You can be like, yeah, I don't like it. Here's your money back. You, you're well within your right to play this game for a couple of weeks and be like, it's not complete enough, or my computer can't handle it, or it's not optimized enough, whatever, and just get your money back. I played it over a year ago when they had an open play weekend. I thought the premise of the game is amazing, but the optimization was trash. You need a very decent PC to actually play it properly. Yeah, that is something that we've addressed this morning. Star Citizen gameplay, does you, you, you can't have a weak system. You can't. Uh, true good point. What did Butters say? I can't see what he said. Oh, there it is. The amount of time it would type... Uh, would be five minutes, ten minutes behind. No, when you're in Discord, it's immediately live. If you listen in Discord, you're getting you're not there's zero delay in Discord. I understand that it's very, very difficult to go toe to toe with someone who speaks as fast as I do. I, I I'm 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 owning the the privileged position that I sit in in this debate, which is why I try to very charitably represent an argument. I try to encapsulate your argument as best as I can and then interact with it. I understand you have 200 characters, you're typing on a phone or a computer, and I can literally rattle off 100 words for every one that you type. It's unfair. I get that. I grant that. I don't see the issue if the market's supporting it. I don't. Did he buy anything or just play on the free-to-play days? If he played on the free-to-play days, I don't really care about his opinion. I've bought ships and I'm backing the project, says Aku to Papa. I'll just say again, to make sure I don't come off as an anti-Star uh, Citizen keyboard warrior, I didn't interpret your, your, your communication as being anti-Star Citizen. You were being ideological, which is totally fine. I think what they have built is an incredible marvel from a technical standpoint. 
I didn't interpret anything you said, Alarian, as being anti-star citizen. You were being more philosophical, more ideological, which is totally fine. I think within the realm of gaming, having phil- philosophical, like ideological explanations or discussions about like what's right and wrong in microtransactions, why are gotcha games bad, or or you know what about a battle pass, or should they be able to throttle your XP, or you know what's predatory behavior within a microtransaction framework. That's totally fine to get into like an ideological frame, and I thought you were doing that. You were basically saying. You, you were opposed, your premise was like, you were opposed to the idea of an incomplete product being sold. If I summarized you as concisely as I could, that's what you're opposed to. You think that that is either, either wrong or unappealing or, or not good. I'm coming at it from a pragmatic standpoint. Not that Star Citizen is hurting people or something. Uh, thanks for explaining. No, yeah. I, I, the debates like this are if you're new and you're a Star Citizen fan like this is what we do Monday through Friday we take a topic, we take an idea and we just break it down in a talk show format and uh, hit subscribe if you want to come back for this kind of content or if you want to talk in the chat, we'd love to hear from you and uh, as you can see, I mean Alarian is a is a supporter of the channel he's got a badge and uh, I'm safe for work as well, we keep things we try to keep things charitable and kind here and you don't have to worry about me like swearing up a storm uh, hey, somebody ordered some coffee, a bag of dark roast for Zach. Thank you so much, Zach. Appreciate that very, very much. With all the incomplete games that keep getting published, it's sort of strange that we're complaining about someone taking too long when they're actively improving the game. David, I was attempting to bring that to the discussion, okay? I was attempting to bring that to the discussion. It's like, I want you to think about all of the games that launch that are good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and make three cascading points here. First point, the really good games, the high caliber quality games are usually in development cycles of five years or maybe longer. Next point, a lot of the games that launch that are bad and not ready have incredibly short development cycles and they launch because the publisher forces them to final point how do we not sound like a demanding publisher when the organic unpredictable nature of development has led to star citizen being in development for longer than 10 years and we want it to launch now or we decried as a failure because it can't launch now you sound like the very publishers that cannibalize games and launch them before they're ready you understand those cascading points and how I arrived at that? We, as gamers, can't talk out of both sides of our mouth. You can't say in one breath, games keep getting rushed, games keep launching and they're not ready, and when a game has aspirations to break barriers and be significantly tectonic within the industry, and it's taking a long time, you can't be like, come on, man, where's the game? What do you mean, where's the game? This isn't God of War. This isn't a, an insulated you know, product that they can be like, here it is, beginning, middle, and end. I don't care if it launches or ever launches. I'm just curious where 4 million has gone. What do you mean, where it's gone? Again, Eugene, your question is based on the presupposition that they've spent the 400 million and they're done, and here's the product. They're not done! What do you mean, where's it gone? It's... It's potentially continuing to be invested in the product. They're allowing people to continue to fund the game, but they're not saying, oh yeah, here it is, we're done, we spent all the money. 
this is why when uh, Dr. Disrespect had his, his commentary about Halo Infinite and a $500 million budget, I was like, yeah, but it's a 10-year plan. They've been very transparent about it's a 10-year plan. So it'll be invested over the course of the next 10 years. What are you? $50 million a year. To, 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 to support, expand, and get your servers and your updates and your events and your quality of life if they need to expand departments or whatever. Why do they keep announcing release dates that they cannot stick to? People have that right to be disappointed. How many release dates have they announced and when were they announced? Are you living in the past or are you living in the present? That's my question. Because right now, the expectation seems very clear. You buy it, and they have patch deliverables for the alpha. I don't see anything on their website right now that says anything about a release date. We talking about back in like 2015, 2016, 2017? When, when, did, they, when did they trot out release dates? Because if they've moved past that, then you're living in the past, which is that you can't hold them to that. Well, three, four years ago, you guys kept putting out release dates. Okay, well, we've moved past that era. It's very clear they're not in that era now. Look at the Reddit talking about their recent patch. What, what? Don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna go do research for you. Make your point. <laughs> the mission I just did is why I love this game. I flew onto a planet, went into a cave, killing pirates, crawling through a hole to find my target at the oh, at the very back. MJ says, my argument is this. Why pay for an unfinished product? It's okay to take the appropriate time and resources to finish the product, but are we really trusting the company to be ethical about this? MJ, I have not once attempted to suede you or persuade you into supporting the product or spending money. I'm not telling you to pay for the unfinished product. People are willingly doing that. The market is bringing the product to bear. The market is bringing the product to bear. You don't have to spend a dime. People already have. They don't need any of your money. The release dates or lack of it's committed. It will be pushed back. As of this moment, I think this is the way. Committed roadmap items and PTU patch notes are the only things to expect for a release. Right. And even then, sometimes their patches get pushed back. And that's okay. You have to, and again, you have to see the context of the situation, what you're stepping into. You are entering into a symbiotic relationship with the development cycle of a video game, and to expect every deliverable and patch to land on time is absurd. And, Wheezy, people on the Reddit being impatient or feeling like things aren't being delivered on time isn't proof of anything other than that they're human beings that are disappointed with you know, reality. That's reality. How many games have been delayed? How many how many patches come out and break things in other games? How many? It's an industry standard that development is either rough, unpredictable, or untimely. You are buying into a completely different framework of development when you support and play Star Citizen. You're not buying God of War. You're not buying Battlefield 2042. You're buying an alpha that is in development. And to be frustrated that patches are consistently pushed back, that feedback, if anything, would tell the developers, start giving general at generalities on, on deliverables. Because if you give a date and don't hit it, people pee their pants. So just stop giving dates. 
How many developers right now? Imagine being a fly on the wall in any in any in any any developer, and they have a meeting with the uh, the art department, and the art department says we were projected to finish this by next week. Our new projected finish date is two and a half weeks from now. Do you think the project manager throws paper in the air and is like, "This is unbelievable. This is completely unacceptable"? No, he's like, "Okay, <laughs> that's." That's development, baby. That's development. 400 million sounds normal now. That could handle a few hundred employee plus equipment rent. Still would only last a few years before you need injections of cash. Hence why it's selling now. Possible. Yeah, that's possible, Brutal. Don't forget they're also developing Squadron 42. There are backers with well over 25,000 in. All game devs should stop giving dates. I hate knowing about this game. I'm interested in two years before its release. Oh, I can't stand that. Justin, one of the most frustrating things I experience as a gamer is seeing a trailer and they're like, 2023. Why'd you show that to me? Why would you do that? I don't need to see that. (laughs) Our Citizen will never be finished. The term is not appropriate for the type of game that it is. When was this game supposed to be released? I think its initial release date was like 2015. The entire game has been has been completely um, morphed and evolved into something completely different. Don't you see that looking at the money and acting as if we can make demands on the game, it's no different than publishers that do the same dadgum thing. We but we we gave you a 250. million cash injection to build this game and it needs to ship on this date and the developers are like we ran into all sorts of problems it's not going to be ready ship it anyway that's the modern gaming era that we get to sit in consistently big huge big budget titles what the frick happened to Battlefield 2042 I'll tell you what happened it wasn't ready and you have a publisher wanting the game out in time for either the holidays or VGAs or whatever the frick, or it's a it's a it's a fish or cut bait situation. They're like, listen, we're gonna just have to try to make money on the front end because if you don't ship this now, we're in the red. For 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 per, in, in perpetuity, we'll be in the red. We won't be able to recoup. I do wish a new term could be created for Star Citizen. Alpha doesn't really quite describe it. Yes, it's the state of the game, but it's not really going to have a box office release date. Aren't the demands based on expectations set by the devs? Where? Where? The demands and the premises and the things put in my chat today, Robert, have not been have not been based on the expectations set by the devs. It's people that haven't played or funded or paid attention to the game at all. They're reading people's frustrations on Reddit. Now, it is correct to say that if the developer says patch 3.15 will land on November the 5th and then it lands on November the 20th, it is it is factual to say people are disappointed and angry about that, okay? That's that's factual to say. But the expectations by the devs up to this point, how has it not been clear that you're not going to get things every single time exactly when you're supposed to? So, as I said, if there's one if if there's 
if there's one piece of feedback they could probably consider is start giving very gen- generalities of like it's it's, it's going to land in this in this part of the calendar you know it, it it's going to it's going to land in quarter 4 that's what they were doing with the next update by the way 3.16 just said quarter 4 of 2021 i wonder why they did that because it was like until we get closer we don't know it's a it's a speculative thing too like the idea that you're going to go to their dev their dev calendar and you're going to look 3 or 4 patches out and be like yep that's landing on July the 2nd of 2022 it's a, a lot of that's speculative so that's why they probably just shouldn't put dates anymore and it seems like when i go to the site they're they're not they're not doing that they're not doing that. They're not saying here's an exact date for for three patches from now. They give very very generic, very very generic casts forecasts of when these things will land. That's one thing I like about Escape from Tarkov. They talk about the patches, but they don't give dates until they have confirmed that they're sending it out. I will 100% say that yes, a developer that consistently says patches are going to land here, 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 and here, and they just keep getting delayed. Dude, stop giving us dates then. You're just irritating us. There's no reason to do that. The, 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 the delay is the result of reality, and we have to live as if reality is reality. We, you know, Because if not, you're going to be incredibly frustrating. You, you have to live life on life's terms. But the developers could also say, hey, we're not consistently hitting our forecast. Start giving generic timelines because we're just irritating the consumer. With 3.16, I don't expect it to land in December. 3.15 was delayed. Yeah, 3.16 is probably landing in January. And they haven't said anything, probably because of everything that we're talking about. Just call me old school. When we got games that work and play well, there was only demos, and now we got to play and wait for the full game. Do you think that might have anything to do with the scope and the size of games now and the actual bandwidth and resources and production that has to go into a game is monumentally different it's not even measurably different the work and time and bandwidth that went into like Nintendo games or really old Xbox games could you conceive of, of, of a reality where like the scope of these projects is insanely different you're comparing filming a commercial to filming the three Lord of the Rings movies I can't believe, you know, we used to, this commercial got filmed and shipped and was done, you know, in a month. And, uh, you know, it took years and years to get these three Lord of the Rings movies out. It just seems insane. Yeah, you're comparing things, you're comparing, you know, a, a blue whale to a guppy. I prefer early access games that have blue sky vision and some uh, truncated experience. I thought he was agreeing. Didn't sound like he was agreeing. Just call me old school. When we got games that work and play well, there was only demos. Now we got now we got to play and wait to play the full game. I don't. I don't. I didn't, that didn't sound like a positive statement to me. Is the SNCR story complete? No, we have a couple of uh, we have a couple of um, episodes left. Probably three. Today's episode will be about the night of the cancel. And my wife will be joining me for the AMA. Oh, from what he said afterwards. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just responding to things as they hit. What did he say after? 
I don't see another comment from Matthew Daly after that. I might be missing it. If I if I, I don't see it in chat. I'm in live chat and I don't see a second statement from him. Uh, you might be confusing him with... Are you confusing him with Michael Williford? They, have, they both have M names. Been living for that series? Well, thank you. And then they bring out the director's cut of Lord of the Rings gatekeeping content. <laughs> Lord of the Rings was released, though. Okay, so don't drill down on my analogy. That's not why I was giving the analogy. You're misusing my analogy, which is why you're 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 coming to a false conclusion or a false. I guess not a false equivalency. It's a false conclusion. I, I'm I'm not saying that when I use that analogy, I was saying that yes, back in the day you would get a game and it was complete and that was the end of it because the scope of that project was a matchbook compared to an encyclopedia. The, the, the production and time, bandwidth, money, and project length of Star Citizen is a library and old Nintendo games are a matchbook. They're not comparable. They're not. Why do you think there's such a rise in indie titles that are essentially building on the the old pixel games and platformers? Little teeny studios just cranking out those games. Why? Because the production and the time and the scope of the project is so small in comparison. You can go on Steam right now and there is a library of indie titles that are basically really good evolved contextualized Nintendo games and there's an ocean of them because they're so much easier to create in comparison to something like Star Citizen. How long until we show concern for the development of the game? 10 years in and as far as I know it's still missing features that were promised. I, I love that too that like if it's missing features that are promised that that's somehow a flaw as if as if they're just that's going to be a, uh, a perpetual lie like how many features the, the better question would be Abe how many promised features have been added that would be the better question so if I tell you I'm going to come into your room and I'm going to do these 20 things in the remodel, okay? And the project goes longer than it was supposed to. But if you come in the room and you're like, oh, out of the 20 things that were promised to me, he's done 11 of them. Would that not ingratiate confidence in you that yes, it's taking longer, but the remaining nine things will happen? Is it a lie? Is it a broken promise if... I haven't gotten to it yet. Now, you're saying that your question is, when should we grow concern? And my premise is this. Star Citizen and its development and its development cycle and its relationship to the consumer is an entirely new concept. It's an entirely new concept. And here's why it's an entirely new concept. The length of development is clearly far greater than other games that we have seen for a variety of reasons. It could be um, that they're bad at what they're doing. It could be that the project is just insanely ambitious. It could be limited technology, limited resources, limited bandwidth, whatever. So, that's reality. So we have to accept that reality. The scope and the length of this project is longer than any we've seen. And I think we have a way to understand why that's okay. And my catalyst to understanding that I've tried to build for people is 
really good games like God of War and Horizon Forbidden West are typically in development for five to six years, and they're brilliant and they're great. And the scope of those projects are so much smaller than the scope of this project. So it stands to reason that if it takes them five to six years to build that complete product, this product will be significantly and exponentially larger in its tail and in its trajectory. So that's my attempt to help us understand and accept this reality as opposed to attacking and criticizing it. This isn't me being pro-developer. I'm attempting to build a bridge to understanding, like, why would this possibly be happening? Because I don't agree in speaking in platitudinous negatives. Well, it's paying for an alpha. Not not helpful. Is it ever going to launch? Not helpful. There's all these broken promises. I, I would need to see the actual list and then have developers commentate on that. Because the same dadgum thing happened to No Man's Sky. The same dadgum thing. Oh, these broken promises. Nine months later, everybody's quiet as a church mouse because they added everything they said they were going to add. And more as time went on. But if you go back in the moment that No Man's Sky launched, the vitriol was high, the clarity was low. And I'm like, this isn't helpful. Why do you think Starfield will be that large of a game? I mean, that's that's the scope and the premise of the game. It, this, the scope and the premise of the game is to be an enormous, No Man's Sky-like, non-instanced universe that you can have a simulated experience in. Can we press pause and think about how insane that is? How many games are doing that right now? How many? You got No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, you know, is a technological marvel for sure. But what do you got? You got a a handful of games that are attempting to do something like this. It's unprecedented. It's new. It's a new concept. Maybe not a new concept. It's an expanded concept. You still see the question submitted using the question command? I We don't use it like we used to. I can take your question, though. Give me a second here. If a game has a 15-year dev cycle, says Dracus Pander, how can they reasonably expect to keep up with the tech advances over the 15 years? You are, I think, unintentionally adding an, an <laughs> a fundamental challenge. A fundamental challenge of development right now is exactly that. I said that. You might not have been here. That's what happened to Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk attempted to catch up with technology. Technology is advancing faster than the development cycles. There is a dissonance. Oh, this is such a big subject. This is really important. Okay. There is a dissonance in the game development market right now. And the dissonance is technology advances faster than the games can be developed. The technology breaks out at a pace and just runs out there and video cards and new ways of rendering and all this stuff just just blasts out ahead. And the games are like trying to catch up. They're like, oh, come on, man. We were building in this architecture and we were using this lighting and texture mapping. Oh, frick. We got to catch up to that. 
And the gap between old gen and new gen consoles is gas on that fire because if you want your game to look really pretty and awesome on the new consoles, you got to go do a bunch of extra stuff. So they tried to drag Cyberpunk up in the race and they just ended up butchering their game. Cyberpunk is had its problems because of scope creep and the attempts to catch up to the technological advances of the next gen consoles as well as PC advances. Now, technology can be caught up with at a software level if you start using some of the new advanced Unreal tools, Unreal Engine. That certainly is a possibility. So, there is a a validity to this question. The validity to your question is, it is 2021. In 2026, is Star Citizen going to be adaptable to the technological advances on PCs that'll happen between now and then? Will it? I don't know. You're asking for developers to have foresight that is virtually impossible. That's what that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to zoom out on the actual industry and this game and fathom all of its challenges because whining on Reddit about a patch not landing when you want for frick's sake, why do we even give that quarter? Who cares? Like, that's minuscule in the scheme of things right now. The patch didn't land when I wanted to. We were supposed to have ships with door lights, and it hasn't happened yet. Just whatever. Like, that's not important in the grand scheme of things. We have to acknowledge they're not developing only Star Citizen, but also Squadron 42, which is single, which is the single player. Oh, is that a single-player element of Star Citizen? Seeing what happened to Elite Dangerous makes Star Citizen not seem as bad, in my opinion. You're not buying ships. You're pledging to the dev. The ships are a consolation for the funding. I mean, I appreciate that, that nuance and clarity, but, homie, you're buying, you're buying the ship. You're buying the ship. <laughs> the space combat single player campaign currently in development by Cloud Empyrean Games alongside Star Citizen oh Mark Hamill is starring oh nice Squadron 42 is a sing- is a star is, is an uh, SP campaign single player campaign lots of big movie actors in it huh two different games in the same universe got it thank you for the clarity I am not sitting here attempting to be a dev apologist that acts like devs can do no wrong. I'm attempting to gap, like, build a gap between our anger and our misunderstanding and, like, reality. Like, you see what I'm saying? I feel like there's a gap between reality and, like, our misunderstanding and our anger. Like, it's like we're we're not actually dealing with reality. We're acting as if we know when and how this game should ship. And it's like, how could we possibly know that? How? This is a concept that we've never experienced before. If... If you funded... A company that was going to build a UFO and it didn't happen as quickly as you thought it should, what would you be basing those expectations off of? 
It's a UFO. We've never done this before. It's supposed to travel to Mars and back in 10 minutes. We've we've developed quantum mechanic time rift technology. And you're like, oh, I thought this thing was going to be done a lot faster. Well, they've encountered 18 different amalgamations of problems. So no, like what they're attempting to do is not like just like another normal video game. That's why I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why? Where, where are you coming with your expectations on timing here? Where? It's a game. It can be compared. What game are we comparing it to, though? What game has ever done this? This has been done before successfully. Where? What game has successfully done crowdfunding, transparent deliverable, and completed product delivered praised success story to frame your expectations to be like Star Citizen's failing? What if you were to find out in, uh, that three years ago they had raised $300 million and they were down to 14 That Robert's regularly described as a micromanager and scope creeper. I mean, I... If people are continuing to fund it, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Tarkov's doing a pretty good job. So you think the scope and the... And the you think the scope and the substance and the reach of Tarkov is on the level of Star Citizen. You think they're equals. But you've had development targets and milestones that you have to hit. Reaction engines are developing engine technology that will transform flight and they can hit their targets. Star Citizen seems like an example of a game that never comes out of early access, sort of like DayZ. It's possible. It's not transparent at all. It's almost an MLM company. You don't think they're transparent. You don't think they're transparent. They put their they put their development cycles, they put their deliverables on their website when they, when they're when they're predicted to land. And obviously, yes, not all of them have landed on time. Sure, sure, sure. But you don't think how are they not being transparent? I'm I'm actually curious. How many developers right now do what they're uh, what they're doing? They share their financial papers. Yeah, they share their financials. They share their scope of, of deliverables and when they plan to land in, in bullet broken out detail. What what other games are, are, are doing that? What game can you go to right now? I can't do that with New World. No offense, Jay Stubbs. I can't do that with New World. I can't go see what's coming in January and February. I have no, I have no freaking clue. You can't do that with Destiny. You can't do that with The Division. You can't do that with any ongoing game right now. There is not some like archetypal representation in the gaming world where like yeah plenty of companies do this and they're not being transparent enough they are easily one of the freaking most transparent development companies I've ever seen why are you taking the stance please clarify what your intent is I just said a moment ago I don't feel that people are looking at this as if it's as as reality they're looking at it as if there are expectations and and like trends or an established uh, normative experience in the gaming world that we should be demanding this company develop faster or more timely I don't understand why people are doing that this is what I see I see a game being supported financially by consumers 
I see people within that community complaining about timeliness of patches and things not in the game that were promised. Sounds very similar to No Man's Sky. And I see outsiders acting as if this is a joke. It'll never land. It's an alpha that they shouldn't be charging money for. It should have been delivered a long time ago. Or, you know, at what point will it ever be delivered? And I'm saying that's not what this is. This is not a normal game development cycle. It's a unique thing. If you found an elephant in South Africa that had the legs of a tiger, you wouldn't expect it to be the same as another elephant. You would be like, there is something different about this. My expectations should be shaped by research of it and studying it. And in this case, I believe that Star Citizen is just a completely different animal. I don't I just I don't feel like this game is just another game that we can like we can like make demands of or expectations of. And again, the the market supporting it. Star Citizen will never be out of dev. It's the persistent uni sandbox. Uh it will always be in dev. Squad 42 is the game. Yeah, like, that's the other thing to consider. For a game like Star Citizen to flourish, this is essentially how it's going to be for for an infinitude. Like, they're just always going to be adding and updating, adding and updating. Like, that's... I don't know. That, to me, seems... That, to me, seems the sensible foundation that you would build for a game like this. For example, in the form, if you create a post, an actual developer can reply to you and start a chat with other people and it happens very often, says Rick. Appreciate clarification. Not acknowledging what it is. Do you think it's a good investment of time and money? Well, here's my answer to that. You can go to their website right now and you can see exactly how far they've come. You can see exactly what they have planned as far as deliverables and patches and you can get access to the game for $35. And if you are unhappy with the game within 30 days, you can get your money back. I don't see how anybody can claim it's a scam. It's multi-level marketing. They don't have transparency. You're literally just throwing out platitudinous dirty words that don't encapsulate or represent reality. It, it's just it's just something that probably gets clicks on Reddit or Twitter. You're dealing in the micro uh, like, a, like a micro expression of something and you're trying to attach it to a macro situation this giant immense evolving ever changing project like it's just a scam micro to represent a macro concept That's ludicrous and a horrible way to think no I've not tried it yet we were going to wait for the next update some of the promised basic mechanics go AWOL for literal years and the expectation of a player to get the game out of its uh, of its out of its out of the conversation with what the company keeps it moving like so okay so let me let me take what you're saying and let's just let's just let's just tease this out a little bit okay let's just tease this out a little bit so there were promised mechanics that have that have either gone missing or are non-existent right now could you conceive of a reason as to why that happened so if, if in the if in the beginning stages you think six years ago if they made promises that they they have to they have to continue to do that 
They have to continue to honor those promises. They can't come out and be like, we thought we were going to be able to do this, we can't, or we don't have that built yet, or yeah, that system's not going to square with where the game's evolved, or yeah, the technology just isn't going to square, it's not going to fit. It's a pyramid scheme? You would need to argue that how it's a pyramid scheme. You can assert it's a pyramid scheme. I could assert that it's... Um, I could assert that it's a spaceship. I could assert that it's a planet. I could assert that it's an elephant. But I'm not, you'd have to argue, how is it a pyramid scheme? You can assert that, but arguing that it's a pyramid scheme would take, you know, evidential reasoning, logic, and, and, and argumentation, rather than just stating it. I think you need to represent the other side of the spectrum. Why would Star Citizen ever release as a full product when it can make hundreds of millions as an alpha? Oh, you were joking. What? Okay. So, you have to define what a full product is, Alarian. So, in your mind, what's the complete product of Star Citizen? What is it? And you know this is going to be hard to do because the concept of the game, the game's goal, the game's genre, it, it doesn't necessarily square with a traditional idea of a fully launched game. It doesn't. Star Citizen being a pyramid scheme is a common joke around the game. Oh, sorry. Went right over my head. So, do you see what I'm saying, Alarian? That's the challenge I'm having with this, is that you it's not a traditional game. There, There is no full product delivery. Well, what would it be? I have no idea. They've promised an entire world, and I don't think that can ever be delivered in current tech. That's my point. Why would it ever release as a finished product? So, okay, so the idea here that you think they can't do it. So, you're presuming something that I don't think you have the information to presume upon. So, you're presuming based upon ignorance. Like, you don't think they can promise an entire world based and deliver it with current tech. I don't think there's evidence of your, of your, of your premise. So your point's built on a premise that I think is, is evidentially proved false because they're building the game right now. Not optimized particularly well for weaker systems, but it's it's being delivered right now. So there's evidence to the contrary of your premise. Which means your question, which is sort of a conclusionary question, well, why would it ever release as a finished product? What, what do you mean? What's a finished product? You don't release sandboxes, you update them. Right. Yo, it's good, Hex. If you want to focus on finish, talk about Squad 42 and not Star Citizen. This is why I feel like so much of the conversation, like we're passing we're passing each other in the night. You want a definitive moment and finished product. And I'm th- and I'm th- and I'm sitting here to tell you that that's that's just not the way this game is being developed. That's not the game that, that that's not the way that this game is being developed. Actually, in Star Citizen, there's an entire solar system without loading screens between worlds or moons. That's what I mean. Like the, the, the technology is is in is 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 proving the premise false. That they, well, they can't do this with the current tech. What do you mean? They're doing it right now. I'm saying there's zero incentive to remove the alpha tag on the game when what they have, people are happy and throwing hundreds of millions at it. You're so close. You don't even realize how close you are. You're so close. To the truth, <laughs> they have people 
that are happy and throwing hundreds of millions at it. Why does the title or the classification matter? Does anybody give a frick that Fortnite is still in early access? Does anybody even question that anymore? What's that matter? It's one of the most successful games in video game history. Who the frick cares that it's labeled as early access? Five years from now, think of it like this. Star Citizen is currently being refined, improved, and expanded. If that trajectory continues, what's the difference? In three to four years, who cares if it says alpha on it? It matters a great deal. Why? Why? You gotta answer why. Why does the, the classification matter? Who, who, who cares? What's the problem with that? They're creating the tech because it doesn't exist. They're creating server meshing, which is the most important thing in all the projects, says Rick. Drop the alpha world word and call it a live service game. Dracus, you and I both know. Right now, Dracus, I want you to imagine what do you think the negative response could potentially be if they do that? Just think it out. Do the thought experiment. If they launched this right now or whenever they did and they called it a live service instead of an alpha, what if you tried to imagine what the negative response would be to that? What do you think would it what do you think would happen? What do you think people would say? It's why Valve doesn't make games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can't drop the alpha as it allows for it to be a rocky build I want the certainty that the rug isn't going to get pulled out from under my feet and, other, and another anthem happens well, I'll, you, do you want to know what this I'll, I'll give it to you right now Jason do you know what the, the, your certainty is they don't answer to a publisher they don't they have over $400 million in funding and the funding continues to go up. So why would you think that the Anthem rug pull is going to happen? Anthem had the rug pulled because funding got pulled. It wasn't a viable product. It couldn't It couldn't generate enough revenue to warrant its production costs. In comparison to Steam, I would call Star Citizen an early access game right now. Lots of gameplay, very playable, but incomplete gameplay loops and missing features. Early access might be a better classification. I'll actually grant that. I will. But you can't call it a live service game. That would be dramatically damaging to the relationship between the developers and the consumers. This isn't a live service game. It's a freaking technical test. This is an alpha. This is beta. That's what people would say. Eternal Darkness says, Back in 2007, when Crisis 1 was developed and released as it was, and in many cases still is, a monumental powerhouse of a game that pioneered many graphical and physical-based systems that most games in 2021 don't even do, and when it was ported to Xbox 360 and PS3, many things broke and performance was terrible. Look at Cyberpunk. Back in around 2016 and 2017, I remember Star Citizen devs talking about a full city-sized planet that you can explore with your ship and on foot, similar to Coruscant in Star Wars, and I thought, that is amazing. In my eyes, this game isn't a game it's an epic and people need to be patient and allow the devs to develop this art of a game 
That makes me less certain than anything. At least with a publisher, I feel definitive. Whereas outside of a publisher and lacking the need to answer to anyone, that makes me even more worried. Fine, be worried and don't support it. Your worry is noted, but it doesn't affect it doesn't affect the market or the game right now. That's fine to be worried. I'm not telling anybody to not be worried. I actually think the opposite. So we're just on different ends of the spectrum. I see this relationship as being a future archetype of development. I do. Plenty of indie titles are doing it. Plenty of indie titles are doing the Kickstarter you know, grassroots thing. It's becoming a new archetype of development. Not the archetype, it's becoming an archetype of development. Crowdfunded, crowd-influenced, developer community symbiosis. It's a new archetype. It's taking an idea and evolving it beyond what other games are attempting to do. Destiny and Division have... Oh, we got two coffee orders! Oh, yeah! Uh, A Dark Roast and a Frickmas blend to MJ Talks, my man, adding to the conversation today. Four bags of light roast to Predator 3A. Man, you guys are awesome. Thank you for the consistent reorders and orders of coffee. If you're new this morning and you've enjoyed the conversation, a lot of these people are here every day. It's respectful. It's fiery. It's passionate. I'm safe for work. A lot of people throw me on like video game radio. Do me a favor and hit subscribe and the bell button if you haven't already. Give me a like. Smash that like button and consider supporting the channel directly with a join membership. Click the join button or use a join command. Order some of my coffee. It's mine. My family ships it to you like my wife and kiddos. You're not ordering from some other company that gives me a kickback. Now, 80s Tees gives me a kickback and so does Displate. So you can use those commands as well if you like my Displates or my shirt. Can't speak on Star Citizen. I don't even know what the genre is. It's basically a more in-depth No Man's Sky. More in-depth No Man's Sky. More of of an actual space sim than No Man's Sky. Is it coming to console? No idea. No idea. Th- today was an experiment in convince me to check the game out. Let's have a conversation. We're getting we're getting more into an ideological, philosophical discussion about game development and the state that we're in right now in the history of gaming, which has been, I think, a thrilling discussion. I'm gonna trust you with the coffee being easy on the stomach. You bought all? Did you? Are you the one that bought so much? One of my mods, MJ, uh, Milky, can't drink coffee, and he said that he could drink the light roast. It was just too hard on his stomach. I've had two, actually two people tell me that. That they're like, yeah, normally I can't drink it, it's too hard on my stomach, and then they can drink my light roast. Where are you right now, convinced or no? I am certainly convinced to look behind the curtain on the next update and check it out. I will say my hesitancy to become invested long term is the optimization that makes me stop I'm like "Eh." because for me and you guys know this you guys know this the catalyst to a good game is a game that runs well if the game doesn't run well you can't you can't get tethered to it like your brain my brain can't get tethered to a game that's clunky or poorly optimized I can't do it right remember the remember the periodic hitching in Fortnite it was infuriating Right, they were running into optimi- optimization problems. So, like, the optimization uh, commentary from this morning gives me pause. Now, I have pretty strong gaming rig, 
but still the bugs and game crashes that people were talking about combined with potential piracy I'm kind of like mm. but I definitely want to look behind the curtain and check it out Vengeance says I have an ulcer and I can drink all three flavors well there you go there you go the reason it's an alpha is because they qualify for text of creative content incentive program yeah that also is, is a thing there are there are business reasons to maintain that classification for sure 100% 100% hey we've gotten some new subs today uh, I don't know around 11 or 15 new subs thank you for being here those of you that are new um, we cover a lot of different games and topics yesterday it was uh, Halo and New World the day before that was Cyberpunk and Halo we've been covering a lot of different stuff Every Friday we do a From Friday. That's tomorrow. So we'll be doing an Elden Ring discussion in the morning and uh, some Sekiro in the afternoon. So I hope you like like a lot of variety. Gameplay is usually in the afternoons, but today the afternoon will be another talk show. It'll be about Titanfall 3. That should be good. This is all Larian was trying to say the whole time. Say what? If, bro, if Lono ended up playing, I would love to show off my two ships. Yeah, sometimes we talk about tort law. <laughs> YouTube recommended sent me here. Well, I appreciate you clicking and hanging out and, and, and adding to the content and the discussion. We we really, really enjoy um, just how many new folks we're seeing in chat. It's really encouraging. We're, uh, we're a scrappy little community. We're a scrappy little channel here. Uh, we hit above our weight class. A lot of channels our size wouldn't hold wouldn't hold over 300 viewers for sure. So we appreciate seeing the new the new folks here. I, I definitely noticed a lot of you in chat today are you're clearly Star Citizen fans, and uh, we welcome you. And uh, feel free to check out our Discord. Come back for other discussions and other topics. Again, if you like, this is basically like podcasts. Like it's like it's gaming radio. You throw me on in the background, and um, you know, it's uh, it's enjoyable. Incentives to video game equal to 0.5 percent of wages paid to local workers. Projects produced by an Austin-based company may be eligible for an additional 0.25 incentive for a total incentive of 0.75. Huh. Oh, man. I'm drinking the Dark Roast this morning. My wife has been uh, full. She's full on the Frickmas blend. All right, coffee order placed. Thank you so much. I just got the email. A Frickmas, a Dark Roast, and a Light Roast to Vendetta. We call that the traffic light special. You get the red, the yellow, and the green. Thank you very much. We're gaming fans. Uh, we want you to win. Well, thank you. I'm actually surprised about how many Star Citizen fans have been hiding out in chat. Yeah, I was really encouraged by how many regulars and paying members are like, yeah, I play. It's great. It's good. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I definitely... I, th- we, we were a little worried. I was like, bro, I told Creature yesterday, I was like, this is such a gamble of a show format shift. I am not taking a position. I'm asking for people to come in and like convince me or whatever. I said, if the Star Citizen fans don't show up, I said, we're going to be bobbing in the water like a cork. Like, well, what do we do now? Um, so it's been, it's been very, very cool uh, to see, you know, um, such a strong turnout. We're definitely, um, funny enough, though, we, uh, yeah, we're getting a high on suggest, but not on search. That actually makes sense. There's no reason for anybody to actively search for Star Citizen right now, but so that makes sense on a, on a on a back end uh, perspective. 
Um, so, but that's not important. Meeting new people is, is far more important than worrying about search. Search is only going to drive people here if something like is actively happening in Star Citizen. So that makes perfect sense. Something with traffic lights? Yeah, I think it's like red light special or whatever. Yeah, I say traffic light. <laughs> uh, welcome to all the Star Citizen folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If you get into Star Citizen, you gotta get set up with a pilot rig with the joysticks. Oh, I don't know about that, Sean. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about it. Never go full pilot. I don't know about going full pilot. I, you know what I'm saying? We'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. The only other thing we're really working on with this channel um, is we would love to see membership go up. We would love to see membership get closer to 400 members. We are in like the 350s right now. So uh, you get a badge and you get emotes and increased uh, access in our Discord. I know a lot of you guys are also um, a lot of you guys are also uh, members on the other channel. So we greatly appreciate that as well. No, I have not tried Final Fantasy 14. I don't think there's an inroad for me to play there. It just doesn't look like a content loop that I would enjoy. Um, I don't know. The ships actually control fairly well with keyboard, but yes, sticks are the best. Yeah. So if the money stopped today, what would investors have to play? See, that's that's the grand experiment, isn't it? That's the grand social organic experiment Star Citizen gameplay. Will it continue? Well, if they continue to update, add, and expand the game, then probably yeah. Because people will keep blocking, you know, buying. Any issues with the coffee shipping to Mexico? I remember trying like two weeks ago and it gave me a shipping cost, but now it says no shipping options. Creature would have to field that question. I We went through and added Mexico shipping rates. I don't know why it would be telling you that. He and I did that when I got back from Thanksgiving. We had to redo all the shipping rates. It's possible he keyed it in wrong or forgot to, but he that's that's, that's doesn't sound like a creature to me. So it could be something else. Is No Man's Sky comparable to Star Citizen? Star Citizen seems more like a hardcore version. No, I, I think you're correct. It is. It's a more hardcore version of a space sim. Yes. Squadron Forty Two is the game. Star Citizen is the sandbox. Yeah, Squadron Forty Two will likely be the complete release launch item and I believe Star Citizen will just continue to be in sort of an alpha or um you know oh you didn't enable it oh okay give him five okay creature will fix that I he just didn't enable it we we've got the we've got the rates in there shipping to Canada and Mexico is not that bad shipping across the ocean is where it gets very pricey gets very pricey it's it's sad but we're just that's the state the world's in right now Double says, there's a few gameplay loops that are fairly solid right now. Mining or refining is great. You can also be a pirate or PvP. Cargo hauling is great. You can also just run missions. Medical gameplay as well. Yeah, I'll be interested in the just running missions, Stub. I'm a quester. Just give me quests, right? If you're just tuning in, we have a poll at the top of the chat. We're asking the question, Star Citizen, why play? I have not played the game yet. We've been having a very spirited debate about whether or not a game in alpha should be charging people for access and will this game ever you know have a Star Citizen release date, all right? 
or the people are mentioning the Squadron 42 release date. So we welcome in all the new folks that have gotten here probably from a YouTube suggestion or a recommend. Uh, we love having conversations with gamers about games. We do this Monday through Friday. Uh, so if you sub and my streams hit your sub feed, you'll see a variety of topics, whether it's New World or when Lost Ark launches or tomorrow you'll probably see some Elden Ring and Sekiro because we do something called From Fridays for From Software Games. We've been covering Halo, uh, Cyberpunk with its attempt to fix itself. Uh, and later this afternoon, I have a show scheduled. Well, not, not quite scheduled just yet. We should probably do that. We're going to be doing a show about Titanfall 3. Uh, we got some news on that with uh, some not so great news from Respawn about Titanfall 1. Well, it's not so great news if you're still attempting to play that game. It's not so great news if you're still attempting to play that game, but uh, we'll be discussing that this afternoon. I obviously have my own ideas about Titanfall 3 and why I think it's important for it to eventually launch. But right now, if you want to take the poll at the top of the chat and add to the discussion, make sure and hit subscribe. Make sure your bell button's set to all. We would love to hear from you. Why do you play or why should I play uh, Star Citizen? Why do you think Star Citizen is is in a good or not good state? We, we, we love to hear... Uh, from folks about that um let me get my i gotta get my thumbnail here uh it was hard to make a thumbnail for titanfall 3 there's not much obviously out there you gotta use existing uh imagery um which you know is not (laughs) not titanfall 3 um star citizen was actually hard to get good good pictures for as well star citizen gameplay seems pretty varied um, but I wanted like a picture of like a person because I think that obviously is a little bit more inviting than just like a picture of a ship, uh, especially for people that are confused. There were people this morning that were like, is it like Eve online? And I was like, no, it's, it's, it does have ship gameplay, but that is not the primary, uh, that's not the primary gameplay loop. I mean, it, you can be the primary gameplay loop if you want it to. Um, but I think some people are a little standoffish when they think a game is like purely, um, purely ship-based, uh, you know, they think, well, I'm not going to have an inroad to play that, and uh, that's understandable, I think. I think that's understandable, because ship gameplay is obviously a little, um, is a little different than than most games and sort of their, their inroads, their accessible inroads. A lot of people, I think, are maybe slightly intimidated by or, or put off by a, uh, a ship-based game. Because you would think, you know, you would think, well, I don't like flying or I don't, as people said, I don't have a joystick, you know, so that I think uh, can definitely play a factor in uh, that can definitely play a factor in, in, in wanting to play a game like this. D Tom with four months of subs. Uh, at a tier one, Double Dip Club, Love Your Coffee, Dark Roast Preferred, thank you. Spider-Man shirt should be delivered soon, and your show keeps getting better. Oh, well, thank you for sending me a shirt. Yeah, we do have a P.O. box if you guys are... Somebody sent Pokemon cards. Uh, ins- Insomniac Black sent Pokemon cards for my kiddos, and they are just... They are so happy and thrilled. Um, so... We appreciate we appreciate any time you do anything like that. Thank you, D Tom. Uh, around the holidays, you guys are very very generous and kind of to my family, and I appreciate it. Titanfall was great, but do you think that type of gameplay and movement uh, has a bad taste since Black Ops adopted it? 
Uh, we got to save that for the second show. I can't cannibalize the second show, Russell, but that's a good question. My man Oscar already ordered some coffee today, and he's coming in with nine months at a tier two. Welcome back, Oscar. Appreciate all that you've done for the fam. This man buying stuff off the wish list for the kids, virtually everything they ever needed for school. He went crazy a while back. Thank you very much, sir. Captain Ply says, I tried to play Star Citizen this week, uh, the free week, uh, on the same rig I played Elite Dangerous in No Man's Sky for years, and I got 10 FPS. Yes, sadly, that is something we've been hearing consistently, um, is that it's not optimized. Now, somebody did say, I think it was Rick that said this, if my memory is accurate. He said they're working on some sort of a rendering technology that should help with optimization uh, for those of you that are not on, you know, you know. I got a shirt from 80s Tees, though. I'll get you something, though. Oh, a shirt for you. I don't care. Yeah. Just remember to use my code. Code LONO gets you 30% off at 80s Tees. They have an amazing collection of... If you want to get shirts for the holidays, they've got a Christmas collection, but they got Star Wars, Marvel, any TV show you could possibly think of from the 80s and 90s is great. You don't have to send me anything. For any Expanse fans, Amazon just delivered book nine. It's out. Uh, now I just need to learn to read. <laughs> oh... You're such a nut. Uh, you're such a nut. I need to keep this comment open. I might come back to it. There are some videos on settings on how to set it up effectively. Yeah, sometimes if a game's not wonderfully or or if a game is not well optimized, um, you sort of have to wrestle the game to the ground, as it were. You got to go into the Star Citizen settings and you know change change things as best you can uh, that obviously is is I think that can be off-putting for people especially folks that don't like to dabble in lots of um, they don't like to dabble in lots of PC games PC gaming has that stigma of being like well you know if I'm gonna play that game I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go in and do all this tweaking and driver updating and and everything else and it, it, it can be a big turnoff for people I think. Um, and I, 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 I think that's understandable. You, to a certain extent, uh, that's on the developer. I mean, that is one area where I will say that's something they need to work on. Um, that uh, they are getting close to implementing Gen 12 renderer, but still months from getting it fully implemented. Okay, that was what it was. Yeah, Gen 12. Star Citizen is moving from old Gen 11 to newer Gen 12 and Vulcan to make it run better. Okay, there we go. There we go. We got two people in chat adding a little bit to the dialogue for more clarity. That was what Rick outlined earlier. I believe it was him. It's a balance of CPU and video card. It's more dependent on your CPU, not your card. Yeah, I... The new season of The Expanse starts on the tw- the 10th. I couldn't get my wife into The Expanse. We are right now working through Downton Abbey, and I actually have really enjoyed the show more than I thought I would. If characters are well-written and acted, I, I I've, I've very much have enjoyed that show. And um, we've also been making sure each week to, to catch up on Wheel of Time, which, whether you like the books or not, I can highly recommend Wheel. For fans of the books, I think they're doing an excellent job with the show. I do think it has the potential to be the next big fantasy series. Um... It's 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 very very good. Could not could not get my wife into the expanse though. I tried. Volumetric cloud to low will improve frame on planet. Says Otis. Okay okay. Um, Downton is dope. Downton Abbey always makes me jealous of their voices. Karsten and Matthew have these voices that are just unbelievably rich. I, I can't even I, Matthew's voice is just phenomenal it's so good and rich 
it's like it's oh it's wonderful and Karsten's voice is just I can't even imagine having being at that octave his voice is just a booming baritone oh I love it I get very jealous of those two men their voices are wonderful I'm very much about like good voices like I love good mics and good voices in TV shows um, it, I think it has a significant impact on the quality of the show I wonder if, did YouTube just have a bit of a spurt we lost like 50 people out of nowhere is YouTube having issues usually when we lose a chunk of people that's what's going on I know we shifted topic slightly but we usually don't lose people in chunks um, I'm super excited for the next season of The Expanse the Wheel of Time is also a really good series so far yeah 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 those are great, but you need frames to enjoy them. Um, the um, when you, what's the other thing that that usually kills frames in a game? The, the volumetric, but then there's something else. Have you listened to the Project Six Christmas album? Carol of the Bells Tower is amazing. I actually got to hear Carol of the Bells early. Andrew Schwab sent it to me. He and I kind of have become friends through a weird through weird happenstance the lead singer for Norma Jean hangs out in here and connected us and uh, we've we've had a, like a like a Skype call and he's he's a very nice guy I love Andrew and he, he said it to me early and I was like dude this is hot it's very good the rest of the album's a little it's a little different than than my taste like I know it's difficult to do to do Christmas music the Grinch song was pretty cool uh, I was in kitchen and YouTube closed on its own something weird going on okay yeah that's it. Thank you, Raging Snake. Ambient occlusion. Usually if you turn that down or off, that can help as well. Ambient occlusion. That was the one I was thinking of. That one is a frame killer, and it's not really necessary unless you, again, you've got like a, a really, really strong rig. Um, it's when you said Downton, 50 people check straight out. <laughs> They're like, I'm out of here. This guy's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly recommend running Star Citizen on an M2 hard drive. Well, and that's the thing is my gaming rig, my, my gaming rig, I, I, I have, I'm streaming on it right now. We, I got to switch my rigs around. I had a rig where the water cooling was going bad. Um, so, uh, you got it early. That's awesome. What did I get early? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. He didn't send me the album early, Brutal. Andrew sent me the Carol of the Bells early, just as, like, a sample, yeah. He's been very, very kind to, like, you know, because I'm a big fan. I mean, I grew up, you know, loving that, loving that, uh, that band, so it's been very, it's been very weird to just be, like, you know, getting songs early or access to things early, you know. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't ask for it. He's always kind to just say, you know, to send it. Uh, I find turning down sister-in-law in the settings helps as well. <laughs> I don't know if I think that sounds like a you problem. That doesn't sound like an <laughs> that doesn't sound like a genuine uh, a genuine setting in the game. VSync off. VSync can help, but VSync can also be helpful to minimize screen tearing. So turning off VSync, I don't necessarily think that's generally going to have a huge impact on um, on your total frames. Typically, VSync doesn't doesn't affect total frames. It causes input delay, and that's why people don't like it. That's that's a, that's a bit different than uh, than running into frame consistency or low frames. He said he was getting like ten frames, right? Let's check these poll results. How many people clicked on the poll? Over five hundred people voted. That's always nice to see. A sixty forty split. 
Star Citizen release, does it need a full release for you to try it? So the majority of the people that have taken that poll, a 60-40, have said, no, I I would need it to be full release for me to try it. I don't want to try it as an alpha. Um, um, M2 is spoken as M.2. Oh, I mean, I assumed I was just doing the, the speedy English thing of like just removing pieces of it to say it faster. Uh, if you turn your eyeballs off, you can get over a thousand FPS. There's a new Windows NVIDIA card setting that are off by default. You have to turn them on. What what setting is off by default? You, you, your sentence is a little fragmented there. Um, should have been an already played option. So are you convinced to give Star Citizen a play session? Yeah, we gotta get my rig swapped around and we'll jump in when the next patch hits because we, 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 if we're gonna play, if we're gonna do Star Citizen gameplay, it would need to be, I think, on the heels of some relevancy. As we've seen today, most of what we're getting is suggests. We're not getting a lot of search, which, as a YouTuber, you have to consider that. Like, okay, I wanna check out this game, but you gotta do it in a sensible way, you know? Because especially if I'm just gonna dabble. If I'm just going to dabble and and fool around for a couple of hours, it makes sense to do it when the next patch hits because folks are going to be interested and, you know, and that's always a fun time because then the community comes in and says, hey, you know, we're longtime fans or whatever. We'll help you out. That's always enjoyable. Um, So uh, it's in the BIOS and it's for the 300 to 3000 series cards, right? Oh, you guys are talking about something very, very specific. Abe says, honestly, I would wait until it was at least in beta. The alpha just doesn't feel right to me. Right. I, you know, and I, and I, and I was pushing on that earlier with a Larry and Abe. I do think the label is an issue for people. It's a barrier. They see alpha and they're like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay f- to get to play an alpha. You know, the label is, is, is a, is a stigma. It's, there's a stigma surrounding the label. And I, I don't, I understand that. I don't have a hard time understanding that. It's like, well, yeah, why I want to spend $35 to, to get access to a, to a game that it, it's, you know, I'm, it'd be like paying to get into a tech test, right? Here's how I look at it. This is how I look at it. Folks pre-order games right now, and then they get early access or they get access to a beta or an alpha or a tech test, Right? because they pre-order the game. I see the $35 as kind of being in a similar category. You're not necessarily pre-ordering because there's not a definitive date. There's not a definitive launch date. But you're funding and then being like, oh, since you're funding our project, jump in and play right now and provide us with feedback. There is a triple buffering and it switches your shader cache size up to 10 gig and your vertical sync to fast. Oh, you're saying there was an update that got pushed out that did that, that messed with your settings. And is that, I, it's, it's, I'm still struggling to know what people should be doing. Should they be setting to triple buffering and switching their shader cache to 10 gig and vertical sync to fast? Or are you saying that it's doing that and causing issues? I would pay to get into a sound check on top of actual concert tickets of one of my favorite bands. 
Right. It's hard to create a good functioning analogy here because there's it's, it's hard. It's like, well, they would have a definitive launch date for an album. You know what I mean? It's tough. But I get what you're saying, Jess Payne. Hi, Lono. I discovered you back when Taken King was new. I always tune into your streams for some company when hunting shiny Pokemon. Keep up the good work and stay strong. I appreciate that. Thank you. Tribes of Midgard Serpent Saga arrives. I wish that game was not what it is because I love the art style and the gameplay could have been better, but I just don't like the idea of the... I just don't like it. It just didn't land on me. It's not a game built for me. Why are you making this sound like a loot box? Put in your money. Maybe a game comes out. Maybe you just get a fond memories of paying. The pay, the money back guarantee is what makes me want to try it, says Scott. It's kind of different though, says Abe, because the BAM has put out albums. A good comparison would be paying for the beta of an expansion, not a full game. I. Th- this is why I think it's hard to create an analogy, Abe, because there's not really another thing like this. That's why we're struggling to come up with a functioning analogy because it's like you're funding the game and they're like, since you funded our game, you can now play it and let us know what you think. There's not, we, it's so difficult to make an analogy because there's like, there's almost nothing like that. There's no definitive end in sight because it's an ongoing game that's expanding, evolving, and being improved and polished. So there's not like a, in six months, 18 months, two years, three years, definitive, predicted, projected launch date. So it's so difficult to make a comparison. That's why I... So now that I've established that, that's one of the reasons I've pushed back on a lot of what folks have been expecting of it. Dauntless did that. Dauntless did... Yeah, that was another game that did it. That is true. It's not super common, but... Dauntless wasn't really an alpha, was it? Weren't you, you were buying a founder's pack and getting early access to the game. I don't think they called it an alpha and it certainly wasn't an ongoing expanding universe or it it certainly is a live service game, but it is a lot more contained. Yes, and Fortnite PvE did the same thing. You would buy a founder's pack and you get access to the game. I think there's a giant departure there because those are more contained experiences than what, what they're attempting to build in Star Citizen. So, yes, there have been other games that have done this, and Fortnite would be a great reason to be hesitant, would it not? Because the Fortnite PvE has has come a long way, but it's not really the primary focus anymore. And Dauntless would be a success story. You would say, look how far Dauntless has come if you like these types of games. But Dauntless is more contained and more episodic. They can add areas and, and, animal, uh, and, and monsters to be hunted, and Star Citizen is attempting to build a sandbox experience. It's different. So similar, sure, but you've got one that's sort of a cautionary tale in Fortnite, and then you have a success story in Dauntless. But even the success story of Dauntless does not create a normative expectation of, well, that's what Star Citizen should be doing, because they're completely different games entirely. I think people's main concern is all this money and time investment can just be taken away or given up since it's not a full release. Having concerns and worries are valid. I was pushing back on criticisms that were rooted on presumptions about the game that were not rooted in reality. That's what I was doing. People were formulating criticisms and and taking issue with the game built upon presumptions and presuppositions that were not rooted in reality. They were rooted in assumptions and normative ideas about what the game should be that were based basically upon 
I would say, outdated archaic ideas about game development and development cycles. You Yet again, it sounded like a bunch of boardroom publishers that were like, why can't the game come out on time? It, that's what that's what everybody sounded like. It sounded like a bunch of people who had given money or had considered giving money and were making demands of the game in the same way that big corporate-minded disconnected publishers do and then games launch too early and then they're all busted and broken and destroyed. I mean, it's absurd to say, but how many games that were on a five-year development cycle needed another five years and then it would have been great? Imagine if Anthem wouldn't have been dorking around for all the time that they did, and then they had like an 18-month development cycle. Imagine if they'd have been like, well, we need another five years. And if Bioware would have been like, that's fine. Imagine the game we would have got. So, so t- take that. Take what I just established. That if Anthem would have had five more years before hitting public that it would have been a significantly better game, okay? So take that development window of 10 years, okay? Look at what Anthem built, and then compare what Star Citizen's trying to build. It should, naturally, scale up and be larger in its scope and its timeliness. You see what I'm saying? I'm attempting, again, not to be a developer apologist, but to say, this is a new... It's It's a new era. It's a new idea to let us in to see this long tail trajectory for development cycle for a game that cannot be built in five, six years. Truly, it it can't really ever be done. That's a disconnect for me. Funding something essentially as an investor with no real returns. You don't see the playable alpha with consistent updates as a return of $35? Now, obviously, the people that have put in much more, you know, there's people that have backed it up to 25 something thousand dollars. You have to see they're never going to get a value. They're never going to get a value transmission that lines up with $25,000. It's just not possible. That's the idea, sure. And at this point, where's the return? The return for the average person throwing $35 at Star Citizen is a very visible and measurable return. A playable alpha, hours of hours of entertainment in a game that have that that can rise to greater or lesser degrees of satisfaction, and if it doesn't rise to enough satisfaction, then you just get your money back. You put four thousand in, right? There's no way for Explodo Games to get back a four thousand dollar value transmission. Now he might say, "Well, in six or seven years, I would feel like yes, I've gotten my value out of that four thousand because this has been a, 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 a life giving experience, and my hobby has grown and flourished. And look how amazing the game is, and look how far it's come. And they have another three, four, five, six, seven years of of projected growth and expansion. So I'm very satisfied that I gave my four thousand there's always the concern that the game will never get there or that the game will crash and burn but that's generally true of any game you ever have decided to support as a patron taking a risk people took a risk when they bought cyberpunk people took a risk when they bought battlefield 2042 now the risk there is not quite the same as aligning yourself with the game as an investor the minute you go beyond about $100 on this project, 
you're you're stepping into a different framework and therefore cannot make demands as if you're just a normal consumer. Do you see where the disconnect is? If you're going to spend anywhere from $35 to $100, you're engaging with it as a normal consumer and can subsequently get your money back. If you go beyond that, you're spending $1,000 or more on this game, you are entering into a different relationship with the game and subsequently cannot make demands of it as a normal consumer. You're in a different category. You're essentially... A micro publisher. You're a you're you're a piece of a giant Voltron publisher. Basically, Star Citizen has shifted the risk of investment to the players of the game with an unlimited cap of investment, with zero expectation of return of cash, only return in the building of the game. That's correct. Is this game good versus will this game ever reach a certain state? Sure, that's an unknown. That's an unknown. And that's why I said, when you go into the, the stratosphere of support, the minute you get beyond $100, I argue that you are not interacting with it as a normal consumer, and therefore you cannot make demands of it as a normal consumer. You have to enter the framework as a publisher that wants ROI. And your ROI request would be quality product. I don't know if you would want to say in a timely fashion, but quality product. And it seems that the product's quality has improved over time. Therefore, you have to measure, has the quality improvement and refinement been good enough, or do I feel dissatisfied as an investor? Maybe your satisfaction will change in a year or two. Maybe they'll make great strides next year when they go to this render 12, and maybe they can start to create content quicker or something like that. I don't. Th- I think people's satisfaction with this game exists almost on a continuum, because you can be down here in dis- dissatisfaction spectrum, and then next year, end of next year, you inch closer to being like, you know what? No, I, I gave this product, you know, project five hundred dollars, and I-, I feel a lot better about it now. Quality product before I lose interest would be the demand. Not no, you attach before you lose interest, and now you're thinking like a consumer, and you can't do that. Because a publisher doesn't lose interest. A publisher's interest is return of investment. They're not interested in the product. That's a corruption of the relationship. If a publisher's going to back, um, you know, the next Star Wars game, their interest in the product has nothing to do with the money and the potential ROI. It's a it's a transaction of investment for money back. You are investing in something, hoping that the product comes out and is qualitative enough to be like this is a good product. Your interest waning has no bearing on the relationship you funded the project I funded the Orlog dice board game from Assassin's Creed on Kickstarter my interest if it wanes after a year because I haven't played Assassin's Creed Valhalla in a while has no bearing on my funding of the project I funded it and when the project when the product shows up at my house if it's quality and it's good it's good craftsmanship I've received the appropriate return of my investment. The timeliness, it is a factor, but I, I, again, I feel like we're in such a different category that the timeliness cannot be stated too strongly because what if the product needs that time? So this happened with the Orlog dice game. This is actually a pretty good analogy. The Orlog dice game 
it got it got significant delays at least twice maybe three times was significantly delayed and you know what i thought every time i got the update i all that matters to me is that when i get it it's good it's a, it's a good product it's a bummer and i'm disappointed that i've had to wait way longer than i initially anticipated but they ran into unforeseen struggles and problems and then when they went to ship they ran into more unforeseen struggles and problems because the global situation is making shipping internationally a very a very significant challenge so i think in this scenario accepting the reality of if this product is going to be qualitatively improved and substantively delivered then it needs time to do that and so the timeliness factor is in tension with the quality factor their intention with each other and that's where i think the true like that's where my frustration was with the narrative in chat i was like well, i don't understand like if they do what we always see happening in in the developer publisher the developer publisher relationships that we're so familiar with they're going to develop they're, they're going to deliver a piece of crap and is that worth it is that honoring the investment? Just want you shove it out. The reality is they can't do that. So accept reality and adjust your expectations in accordance. In order for them to deliver a quality product so that the people that invested can be satisfied in what is delivered, it's going to take more time than they initially planned. That doesn't make it a scam. That doesn't make it a ripoff. It means this is, this is reality. That's my that's my stance on it. Uh, I just need that one. Yeah, I just need the the cancel one, and then I'll just if, if the premiere is scheduled, I can go in the background and, and link them. Not looking this game yet, but I think I'm gonna watch a few videos on it from here. Is it scheduled yet? Or it's probably just hidden. I can't yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Okay. That's fine. We'll just have to make sure and schedule the AMA. Um, oh, that's right. We always try and schedule it close to the premiere anyway, because we don't want it sitting for a couple hours. That's that's right. This comes back to the discussion of a finished product. Can a quality product be an unfinished game with bugs? That's a fun sandbox with ten thousand dollar ships. Well, your question has, has has argumentation built into it, so it's hard to answer your question. I believe a quality product can be delivered in time. You're acting as if a quality product and the unfinished game are... It's a false dichotomy. The unfinished game is becoming a quality product. It's like going at the it's like going to the skyscraper and saying, You've only built three stories. This can't be a quality product. It's unfinished. It is on its way to becoming the quality product. And therefore your question has baked within it a false dichotomy. Yes, it's unfinished with bugs, because it is not the quality product yet. It being a quality product is not the question right now. The question is, is it becoming a quality product? You're saying a quality product that satisfies their backers is sufficient, so I'm asking a counter question that can a quality product be a game that isn't released? It can because quality is relative to the state that the game is in right now. In the example I gave with the skyscraper, the quality of that building for its state that it's in right now, only four stories high, is it quality? 
at its foundation. So is there, in its current contextual state that it's in right now, is there enough quality to warrant customer satisfaction? I would say, based on feedback we got from people today and the funding that's continuing, our answer is yes, because this is this is subjective. It's not objective. You see, like, the reason that we can say, I'm not saying it is. I haven't played it. I'm saying that based on the funding continuing to increase and the feedback we got from people that have played the game, yes, contextual to where this game is right now it is in a qualitative description like we would say this is a quality product because we're judging it based on where it is right now we're not judging it based on where it should be or could be or eventually will be that doesn't gain us anything yo happy birthday cat you the best can't hang around congratulations on turning uh 40 uh what 42 for the for the 10th time or something like that product is actually the promise of a quality game at this point that's what you are buying at some point you can redeem that promise for an actual quality game or you can then complain that's such a great way of putting it they are not promising you right now that if you spend $35 you're going to get a quality finished product no You're supporting the building of a quality product and you get access to it in progress. That's the relationship, which is why the more traditional schema that you guys are coming from isn't landing. You're not landing on reality. You are supporting the building of a quality product and you're getting mad that the skyscraper doesn't have its 50th floor yet. Not you're getting mad. You see what I'm saying? In the analogy, it'd be like, I'm going to fund the building of this skyscraper. And and then as somebody who's funding it, they let you have access to the building. And you go into the building and you're irate that there's not, a, there's not, it's not done yet. That, we didn't promise you that. We promised you that you, if you helped us fund the building of this skyscraper, we would let you inside where we are right now. And where we are right now is here. No, it's not done yet. No, you can't judge it on the basis of it not being a quality product or a finished product because we didn't promise that. You see, do you, do you understand? Like, that's why I think I was just immediately like, like bucking up against what people were saying. I'm like, you're arguing on the premise and, and, and an understanding that doesn't, that they're not establishing. You say you want to play missions. Are you thinking only FPS? I would think a mix of both, but I would think mostly FPS. Yes. That logic is ambiguous, though. When does at some point be a specific date? Okay, let me respond to your question, Alarian, because that's a good question. The answer to your question is they're not giving you a specific date. So you're going into this knowing that the future release date of Star Citizen is unknown. You're an informed consumer. You're an informed consumer. You're supporting a project with no definitive end in sight. So you can give them the $35 or not. They're not hiding that from you. If they said, oh, once you pay the $35, we'll let you see the release date, and then you bought it, and then they're like, yeah, we don't really have a release date. Well, then we'd be having a discussion about, like, that's bait and switch. 
they're literally saying fund this project if you want here's our scope here's our deliverable schedules game's currently in alpha and we don't have a definitive release date you're an informed consumer at that point you know what you're buying and backing if the, if the skyscraper analogy, if they were planning on building a skyscraper that had all this significant, crazy, weird technology that slowed progress and made it build at a pace that seemed slower than other buildings, you would understandably be like, man, I funded this project and it's taking way longer. And they would say, listen, we altered our timelines and are not giving an end project date anymore because we've run into too many snags and problems and technological challenges speaking as a backer backers want the dream the, the dream game not a fast release so then while I agree you're not buying a finished product I think then it's not fair to dismiss all criticism of the game never releasing I never dismissed criticism of the game never releasing. I said, it's never going to have. From where I sit, I think you're hoping for something that doesn't align with the category that the game lands in. There will not be a definitive release of this game. Your expectation of a definitive release is not in line with the category that the game lands in. I'm not dismissing your criticism. I'm simply saying it, it, it's the, this game doesn't exist in that way. It, 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 there is no definitive release date for a game like this. How much have they spent already? I'm not sure. You'd have to look at their financials. I think they let you see that. Somebody that backs the game and is more educated could probably answer that question. The issue is they are throwing parties in the unfinished building. Again, if in an alpha, why charge for anything else except the base price? 30, you, but because they're allow, because that's what founders packs do, Brian. They allow the player to decide if they want to spend more, whether or not they think the items are worth it, the project is worth it. It's subjective to the consumer, and the market determines the value and demand of those items, not you and your opinion. So it doesn't matter if you don't like it or think it's too expensive. If it sells at a certain interval, that's based on the perception of the consumers that have either played the game, researched the game, and believe in it to a degree to spend $35 upwards to higher than that, a thousand or more or whatever. Three years ago, they had spent $300 million. Okay. What's the $400 million for then? What do you mean, what's it for? For the ongoing production and creation and expansion of the game and the refinement of its parts. So if there's no definitive release date, why have deliverables? We're pointing to transparency by showing Timeline's financials as if it exists in that space, but you're saying it doesn't. No, no. I, I didn't say that. I'm saying that their transparency on their Timelines and financials is because that is a healthy relationship with public backing. That doesn't put them on a timeline of definitive release. Do you see the difference? I don't agree with you. I don't think just because they're being transparent with their deliverables and their financials that that therefore necessitates a definitive launch date transparency. No, they're doing that because it's a publicly backed game. And they're allowing the public to see as much as possible because that does two things. It creates consumer confidence to either back it, continue backing it, or feel satisfaction in their backing. 
This is not your normal retail store purchase. You are becoming an investor in the game, not just buying a product and then receiving said product. It's a totally new way of doing business. That is precisely what I have been trying to say this morning, is that this is a brand new, maybe not a brand new concept, but it is a newer concept in the market of game development. It is. And we do a disservice to the gaming industry to act like a, 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 a release date hungry publisher. If you get a founder's pack, you're an investor and then can make investor requests, correct? Well, just because you invest doesn't mean you're on the board. But yes, they have avenues for you to provide feedback. But that doesn't mean you're in charge. There are men that have there are men and women that have given five thousand, twenty thousand dollars or whatever to the project. They, they don't get to jump on like a speakerphone call with the CEO and make demands or requests. You are allowed to provide feedback and say and make requests of things you would like to see there's there's no promise that that will take place well i would love to see unicorns on all the planets i gave money okay yeah that's not within the purview of what we want to do i would like to see you know ship docking improved okay well you know that's that's part of a feedback loop that we understand is frustrating right now for the player base and we'll you know we we're adding that to a deliverable schedule you know uh you know forecast I fundamentally disagree that doing business that way is healthy for the market. It disincentivizes agile iteration and directly incentivizes never reaching a completion state. I believe the second half of your statement is nonsensical. How does it disincentivize agile uh, agile iteration? That's literally what they're doing. You are you you're saying it's disincentivizing agile iteration and that's what they're doing right now with Star Citizen. They're doing agile iterative development and the community gets to interact with those updates and provide feedback. They're not doing waterfall development. They're doing the exact opposite. You're literally saying that agile in- iteration is good and taking issue with a game being publicly funded and doing agile iteration. It's not it's not that's nonsensical. That doesn't make any sense. You if you're a fan of agile iteration, you should be a fan of Star Citizen. Publicly funded, transparent, agile iteration of a video game. It's not waterfall development. Waterfall development would be, thanks for the money, we'll see you in 10 years. And then they drop something in your lap in 10 years, and it's nothing like what you conceived of, and you're irritated. It seems like this was a natural transition of doing business as games, having becoming more popular in varied skilled roles and required to build those games. Budgets have gotten bigger, expectations have gotten bigger, timelines have gotten longer, and funding is much is, is, is much more significant than it ever was. Because if there is a constant flow of cash for a game that is never finished, there is no incentive to complete the product. There is only the incentive to create internal systems and tech. See, but again... This is why we're not, you and I aren't landing together on common ground because you continue to hold tightly in your hand the concept of a completed product. Star Citizen is not in a category where there will ever be a definitive completed product. That's not the way a game like this is built and continues. And therefore, that is why I don't think we're seeing eye to eye on it. We're not seeing eye to eye on it because there is no complete product moment. There is not a definitive landed Star Citizen release date. There just simply isn't. It has evolved into something entirely different than the traditional video game deliverable. And that is why I think so many people are having a hard time grappling with, like, why would this even be a thing? 
Yeah, so the basis of our disagreement is that you are coming from a starting place that I don't think squares with what Star Citizen is. Do you see? Now, you'd have to argue the presence of this new entity is bad for the market. You have to acknowledge it's a different entity. Rather than rail against it not having a definitive end and a definitive launch, just just acknowledge it's a different entity, then you'd have to argue this new entity presence and idea is bad for the game market. I don't feel that you have done that. If you're generous with rewards in a game and then players will get what they want and quit playing, that's not how players work, nor how a crowdsourced dev would work. That's EA stuff. Right. I disagree with that particular product, one that is never finished. It isn't healthy for the market. Why? Okay, we've established your assertion. A product that is never truly finished is bad for the market. That begs the question why. You've got to flesh that element of the argument out. Why is that bad for the market? There's already no incentive of finishing a complete product these days because of pre-ordering being so popular, and this is in regards to AAA titles. I don't necessarily think I agree with that, though, no. I don't think that's a refutation of his point. Even if they ever released a retail version, they will never say it's a complete version. If they ever do so, it would be disingenuous. I agree. I agree. I believe categorically we are entering a new era of gaming. And that and that's what this is. I believe Star Citizen is one of the first of many games that is not squarely fitting into a box of completed product. That's the MMO live service in a nutshell. There's always more content and features coming. Okay, Alarian says because the amorphous product that is never finished does not challenge the other finished products in the market. It sits in its own bucket as the new other thing. I do not agree with that, and here is why. If Star Citizen manages to deliver a good and enjoyable experience that people are willingly paying for, supporting, and engaging with, those quality points and those advances of technology or improvements of experience does have a positive impact on the market. The positive impact on the market would be other live service games having to rise to that experience you're you're presuming that just because the product is ongoing it offers no quality value or quality or value to the market i don't see how you could argue that you're you're basically saying I'm not, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but the logical conclusion to your premise is that if the game is unfinished, it's never good enough to be to, to, to have good impact on the market. It's always in a bad state. I don't see how that's true. soon to be a 2-3. Clip it. There it is. I don't know what I said that you think is um, going long on this topic. I don't think so. Viewership would, viewership would not indicate that we're going too long on this. If you're new, we've been discussing Star Citizen. Why I should play it. We've got a poll at the top of the chat. I've been having a very healthy back and forth with Alarian. Uh, Alarian is a supporter of the channel, regular here, and he is he is arguing, just to catch people up, he's arguing from, from a position that an ongoing, never-finished product is bad for the market, 
and and not good and shouldn't be supported. I'm arguing that this is a brand new idea and could have good good impacts on the market. And I believe that it is is in a category that doesn't necessarily square with traditional ideas about game development in time and and, and, and timely deliverables. Got to go. This was entertaining. Subscribe later. Thank you. I so many new people. If you haven't hit subscribe yet and you're a fan of Star Citizen, we do a talk show like this Monday through Friday. These days we've been doing two talk shows a day. Typically the talk shows in the morning with gameplay in the afternoon. We've been doing double headers this week because there's not much gameplay uh, to be done. You're representing my argument well. Okay, I, I I work hard at that. Just to tweak it, it's not that the unfinished product is in a bad state. I'm saying it doesn't challenge the other competition. Yeah, I feel there's a flaw there, though, Alarian. I believe it can challenge the market. How? Because it's always improving. How many games go stagnant? How many games don't have a good symbiotic relationship with their community? That impact on the market is a challenge, is it not? The challenge to say, no, our game continually improves. We are constantly having feedback, transparency, and deliverables, and quality of life improvements on our game. We're never stopping. It's an ever-evolving experience. That does challenge. That is industry disruption. Because so many games don't do that. So many games are set it and forget it. So many games just get walked away from eventually. Hello Games is doing the same thing. It's market disruption. It says, no, we're going to continue to invest in our game. A completely different economic structure. No Man's Sky charges you nothing for its deliverables. You only have to buy the base game. That's a, that's, that's a foreign concept right now. Who else is doing that? Very few games are doing that successfully. I might add. So no, I disagree. I believe a game like this can challenge the market. Just to reiterate, I don't want people to think I'm being an obstinate to be a jerk. I like the back and forth. I don't think anybody would interpret your feedback or contribution as being a jerk. I think this has been a a very, very good debate. It makes for great television. Do you want to know why? Viewership's gone up, it's maintained, and chat's not saying much. That means they're listening. (laughs) That means they're listening. It means we're having a good debate. Lono, I think it will help to remove the investment language. Most people are not investing in Star Citizen. They are purchasing an unfinished game because it's finished enough for them. But that's not true for everybody, Brutal. That is true for some. That is true. Some people, there's going to be a spectrum of of, uh, a viewpoint of like, what am I actually paying for? Correct. Star Citizen, as it stands right now, yes, some people would view it that way. This, uh, how did this happen says Elite Dangerous players has of late come over to Star Citizen because Star Citizen has added new tech that Elite Dangerous did not manage well Robert says continuous product improvement is different from staying in the early access donation based setup disagree entirely because Robert do you not think if you stack up enough quality of life improvements and content ads do you not think eventually the game tips over and merely has the label of alpha but is it, it's disingenuous to call it an alpha case in point Fortnite Fortnite is it's disingenuous to call that early access they're doing it for the they're, they're doing it for other reasons why? Because they've done so much expansion, evolution, update, change, and refinement that it that it has tipped over, and that category label is now not accurate. Donning the the the, the, the idea of alpha or continual 
in perpetuity, you know, beta, alpha, whatever the frick they want to call it. Eventually, I believe that label is shed in substance, if not shed in an actual literal way. Does that make sense? Like, Fortnite has shed the early access label in its substance, but it maintains the label in sort of a a, a mechanical way. It's not a genuine label anymore. Does that make sense? Like, eventually, it stands to reason that Star Citizen will go through enough refinement, evolution, and expansion that Alpha will not be an applicable label. At some point, a backer-based product should no longer need backers. They need buyers. No. What do you call World of Warcraft and EverQuest, then? What's that? A subscription fee and a game that continues to expand and grow. How is this any different? How is this any different? One could argue the backers are buyers. I was getting ready to say that, too. In two or three years, if the game has this resurgence and this big, huge update, and they have this big moment and a bunch of more people come in and buy, they're not backers, they're buyers at that point. Fortnite is also no longer in early access or beta. The Save the World was in beta. Are you sure about that, Wheeze? I thought they were still retaining that. In any case, Wheezy, there was a point where they were still being, you know, labeled as early access, and we would all say it was no longer in its substance early access. That was the point that I was making. Whether or not it's true that at this moment in time it's being labeled as early access, we all know there was a moment in time that Fortnite was labeled early access, and in its substance, it was not early access. Anybody with a brain could see that at that moment. Maybe not now, but the, the point that I was making doesn't need it to be early access right now. We all know that there was a moment in time where everyone looked at Fortnite and was like, this is not a beta or early access anymore. The substance of the game has changed so much. Okay? And my argument based upon that is, there will be... It stands to reason, logically, that the more you stack up these quality of life improvements, feature ads, and content ads, that Star Citizen will tip over and no longer be, in substance, considered alpha. Do you understand the point that I'm making? I don't think you can refute what I'm saying. I don't think you can refute it. Just because it, it dawns the name Alpha, or just because it continues to make changes and updates and, 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 and alterations, just because it continues to do that does not mean that it's an Alpha in perpetuity. It's, it's maintaining that name maybe for just truth and advertisement, but I would say the substance of the game tips over and leaves that behind. On that day, the legacy of early access was lifted. On June, okay, okay, but again, that 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 that, that I didn't need, I didn't need for Fortnite to still be in early access for my point to be made. The point was prior to them dropping that, there was a time when lots of people sort of laughed and joked about the perpetual early access status of Fortnite because the substance of the game no longer could be labeled that. It, it, it was it was intellectually dishonest to call that game early access. And it is my contention that based on what I've seen from their deliverables and their their forecasts, there is a t- there is a point in time 
where Star Citizen is no longer considered an alpha. It can't... It The premise that it's always going to be an alpha, I don't think is intellectually honest. And here's why. For it to be an alpha for forever in its substance would mean they stopped doing everything they're doing right now. They'd have to just stop working on it. And then your premise would be correct. Yeah, it's just always an alpha. Your premise is false the minute they update the game again. Every time they do a quality of life improvement, every time they push out a patch, every time they do a forecast, every time they do a stream, they're proving that premise false. It is not a perpetual alpha for an infinitude. It is in the moment a perpetual and progressing alpha, but it's not staying there. So in two years, your premise rings hollow. Because again, the natural progression evolving nature of the game, it sheds that alpha like a husk. And it's like, we're no longer really an alpha. We pushed out the render engine 12 and optimization improvements. And there's so much more to do now. The average person can spend $35 and play the game for 500 hours before they run out of stuff to do or whatever the scope of the game reaches. And you would say, it's no longer an alpha. I don't think it can stay there. You think they should keep the alpha Becker base language forever? I don't know, Robert. It depends because, uh, thank you, Nolan Saints, for four months. Uh, not as fun as my hidden Amazon message, but hope all is well. You, you're a good man, Nolan. I appreciate you. Hang on a second. Uh, thought you lost time. No, we have 10 minutes. We have 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, because it's noon. We started late today, though, Creature. That's I was looking at the length of time in OBS. That's why I didn't have alarm bells going off yet. Yeah, it's 2.50. Stream time's 2 hours and 50 minutes. We are past noon, but again, we're, we, we started late. This has been phenomenal, by the way. This has been so enjoyable today. Thank you. Everybody that's new or has, you know, stepped into the sparring ring with me, this has been really freaking fun. The vision they have for Star Citizen is massive. It's basically trying to create a Matrix-style immersive experience where you only come out for the necessities. The process is only... Um, we lost the second part of that. Loving the vision of the game. If you buy in, join in the discussion by submitting tickets and participate in the development that way. Okay, so Robert, yeah, your question. I was going to answer your question. Do they need to drop the alpha backer language eventually? Here's my answer. I do think, okay, and this is opinion-based... This is not factually based. I do think there's a point in time where they should attempt to deliver a very, very significant substantive content-laden update that is like there. It's it's a moment at the beginning of the wheel of time. They say that they, there is no beginnings and endings in the wheel of time, but this is a beginning. That's how the wheel of time is framed, right? This is a beginning. It's not the beginning, but it's a beginning. I think there needs to be a beginning, like a moment like that, where they maybe drop the alpha backer language and they shift over and say, all of you were backers and founders. Now, anybody who buys in is merely a consumer. I'm, I'm arguing from opinion. I do think there's a moment in time where that needs to happen. I don't think it needs to be next week. I would imagine they would need to eventually say, okay, all the nuts and bolts have been tweaked and tightened enough. Now it's time to buckle down. This is something we talked about in New World, is it not? 
This is something we talked about in New World. They've been so bogged down with crap and quality of life nonsense and disabling the trade house, they can't outline a content plan. Star Citizen is analogous to that, right? Eventually, you would hope they've gone through and got all the ghosts out of the machine and tightened everything down and really nailed optimization so they can shift to content focus. And when they shift to content focus, I think that's when you categorically leave the alpha backer scenario and now you're an ongoing live service game. That's what I think. I don't know when that's supposed to happen, but I would say logistically speaking, they cannot leave where they are now and shift to that until they've squashed enough of the bugs and the optimization problems because that's what I believe keeps it in its alpha state. When it leaves that and they shift to pure content focus and roadmaps, that is when you're in a live service model. You drop the backing founder language and then you're just buying access and there's microtransactions for more ships if you'd like, but you can earn them if you'd prefer not to do that. Like I said earlier, I've bought two ships. I can stop playing or start playing anytime I want. The game is really not an alpha anymore. It's a fully-fledged universe. I haven't played in a while, but when I played, it was a bit empty of AI, and they are working on the AI traffic. I do think... I do think you leave the lane of refine... Of... You don't... You never leave the lane of refinement and quality of life improvement. They never really leave that lane. That's important for the life of the game ongoing. Right now, they're primarily in that lane. I think what ends up happening is the car shifts and two wheels are in the lane of quality of life improvements and refinement. And then the other two wheels are in content build, content forecasting, and a content roadmap. Once they do that, I think you drop alpha and you shift from backing to buying. Apparently they're doing the opposite, adding new content instead of fixing the core of the game. I don't think that's true. I just checked their roadmap. They've done a lot of quality of life improvements alongside of adding content. They are doing a bit of both right now. The quantum AI that they're working on is going to be extremely impressive. I've, I've not done research into that. This has been this has been extremely enjoyable today. Um, this was a gamble, and the people that showed up new and returning and long time that either are interested, not interested, playing or not playing, um, you have you have made this a very enjoyable discussion. Um, we do need to shift. Uh, we do need to shift though. Um, into I gotta unpin this respawn announcement for the next. Uh, the next stream and I need to give you links to it it will bring you along with us if you're not interested in Titanfall I understand give me a subscribe give me a like on your way out we've got a lot more to do today we're going to have a Titanfall 3 talk show Titanfall 3 news in the next stream I'll bring I'll bring you along with me we need 13 more likes and the Say No to Rage story continues this afternoon and my wife will be joining me for the AMA you're not going to want to miss that I'm going to end the poll and I'm going to put a link in chat and then we're going to we're going to switch to a Titanfall 3 discussion stream. Um Okay. Let's do that. Oh, I need to um I don't have a uh 
I need to get Titanfall 2. I need to get like a Titanfall 2 trailer running or something. Yeah, this will be good. Uh, loop. Mm-hmm. 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 There we go. So we'll have that for the for my opener. Um, did I write did I write a doc on this? Uh, uh Okay, yeah, I have a doc on this. Okay. Um I'm gonna read their entire thing. Well, yeah, I'll probably read their entire thing. Okay. Let me make sure we're set for redirect. We are set for redirect. Okay. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be a Titanfall 3 news discussion. Right at the beginning, I am going to be reading Respawn's official announcement about the delisting of Titanfall 1 and what it means for Titanfall 3. If you've been following the Apex Legends and the Titanfall tension and debacle, this is touching down on that. If you like long streams, talk shows, hit subscribe and the bell button. And if I'm going to bring everybody over with the redirect now from the 